Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I got this. Okay. Ah, I got it. Okay. Ah. I got some beers. Let's drink them, huh? some film at 11, why don't you follow me down to the brewery? I'll tie a bowling ball to my ankle, dive in the vat of beer. I'll leave this world the same way I entered my marriage. Dead drunk! Hello? Want a beer? Hook it up! Hook me up! Yo, Herb, take it from the top. One, two. Beer? This is how we do it. My mic sound nice, check one. My mic sound nice, check two. My mic Sound nice, check three. Are you ready? That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. You like parties? Yeah. We can invite all our friends and have soda and pie. Yeah. I hope no bad my mic sounds nice, check one. My mic sounds nice, check two. My mic sounds nice, check three. My mic sounds nice, check four. My mic sounds nice, check five. My mic sounds nice, check six. Are you ready? You want some of this milk? I'd rather have a beer. You guys give me if I kill that bird. Harvard, that's a bald eagle. Get a wig, baldy! Yeah! Oh, well, good evening. Good evening and good evening. This is the word with Mike Pete and Steve, GovsRadio.com. Live tonight on GovsRadio.com. Head on over to GovsRadio.com and check us out. And as all the shows on GovsRadio.com. From your COVID-19 Iron Chef to your limo talk to your knock em dead comedy and everything in between, go to GovsRadio.com for the good stuff. Also, we are live tonight on Govs Comedy Club Radio channel on Facebook and YouTube, so check out that if you are already there and you lose the signal and you don't feel like uh, sitting around on the social media intertubes, head on over to our home channel, GovsRadio.com. And of course, all of our shows are going to be available in podcast form just about 24 hours after our live show. Head on over to iTunes and Spotify, and of course, our buddies over at the Hopped Up Network. What are you talking into a remote? That's crazy, bro. You're frozen in in a weird pick. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, am I kissing the mic? Is that what it looks like? Your laptop yes. already fucking failed, Mike. There no, it didn't. No, it's not the laptop. It was the GoPro actually. The GoPro camera. I guess uh, I don't know what happened there. That was weird. Anyway, uh, go over to the Hopped Up Network and check us out in podcast form, and then of course. If all our video fails, our audio is still good, so you can always catch out the catch the podcast. Tonight we are sponsored by some of our friends, folks. Our friends over at VintageBeerClubShirt.com. VintageBeerClubShirt.com. Uh, check them out. There's uh, vintage beer shirts from all over the uh, past few decades, and some awesome, awesome uh, logos and colors. And uh, check them out. Of course, if you're checking out, uh, then go ahead and type in the promo code WART, WRT. And save a nice little chunk of change off your order. Go to vintagebeershirtclub.com. And Stevie, take it away. 
Okay, we have Rosie's Draft Solutions. Uh, Rosie's Draft Solutions provides professional draft beer system services, line cleanings, and more for your establishment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so cust- customers can enjoy the best quality beverages. Uh, you service bars, restaurants, halls, events, homes, and all other beverage establishments across Long Island and Westchester. You can reach them at rosiesdresssolutions.com. Um, we all know these guys, uh, they clean your lines, baby. They That's right. They'll get your pipes clean. And, of course, uh, if you talk to Nick, tell him the word sent you, and you're going to save 10% off your order on any, uh, I believe, hardware, rental, or service charge. So go to, excuse me, rosiestrapsolutions.com. Uh, Peter, what do you got today for us from our buddies over at Brewbag? Brewbag. It's, uh, it's cornhole and uh, beer pong in one game. whole lot of fun. Uh, we played it over the summer. I know, Mike, you uh, you brought it out a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. Take that shit wherever I go. They have a bunch of different designs you can choose from. Uh, you can get a custom one made up for you. Yeah, now they're doing full vinyl wraps on them, which is pretty yes. dope. So for the breweries out there, and you want to get yep. your logo on these things uh, and make it a, your own. Uh, or buy a bunch for cornhole tournaments. Right. Boom. Boom. And you got yourself. And also open, uh, enter uh, promo code work at checkout. For, yes. Actually, no, we have a, a subsite. Though. We do. So I, I did find this out, and, I, and I'm because I had somebody interested and I directed them to the site and they went through our Instagram bio where all that information is. So that was good. But then at the end, um, there's no way of really uh, addressing if it was for us or not. And she typed in the promo code ward and it worked. Not that it saved her any more money. The, the money was already off because of our link in our bio, but at least then it attached our name to it. So he knows that we're Yay. really trying to push it for him. Um, so go to brewbag.com and get your brew bag today. Also, we want a couple mentions, of course, Brewers Hardware. Uh, our buddy Scott out in Brewers Hardware is doing uh, awesome stuff. So is it Scott? No, it's Andrew. Andrew over at Brewers Hardware. Always been good to us. Always been great to us. I mean, the stuff that he uh, sends across the country for all your small capacity or even large capacity needs, go to Brewers Hardware. You want that tri-clamp? He didn't win the presidency, but goddamn, <laughs> should he have? Yes, he should yes. have. Yeah. Yes, he should have. So try clamp for president t-shirts is still out there. So grab one of those today uh, from the Wirt Wrangler. But uh, Brewers Hardware will get you your real try clamps. And then you can use them and uh, whenever you need. So go to brewershardware.com. And a uh, couple mentions, like I said, we got Tavor for beer straight to your door. Go to Tavor.com, type in promo code WART. Uh, of course, our buddies over at taphandles.com for all your tap handle needs, custom and large capacity. And then, of course, we mentioned our buddy uh, over at the old hardware wood shop and they have a nice brick and mortar out in Patchogue. And I didn't forget the name. I was just making sure I got the order right. I was going to say wood shop Hartwell. And I don't know why that would have came out that way. So there's our sponsors for this evening. Thanks everyone for uh, joining us. I tried to speed them up tonight and get done with them as soon as possible. And that way we can introduce our guest this evening, uh, Kevin from South 40 Brewing over in Edison, New Jersey. Steve and I were there this past weekend, had a lot of fun, good times. Kev, thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, now we know what you look like because all we did was talk uh, through masks. Yeah. (laughs) We were there, so all we saw was, you know. That's it. Was I wearing a hat, Steve? I couldn't remember. Yes. I was. So a hat and a mask. All you see is like the slit of my eyes like this. Hi. So, yeah. It's feature. Yeah, well. Peter. Don't don't uh don't make me whip out the thing so far on you. I mean this oh. is, yeah. I mean, no. here we go. I haven't even started drinking yet. Wow, that's 
going context. to happen right now. Yeah. Well, I think we're all going to probably start with the same thing. Which uh, is? I already opened it. The pills. Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, because if we start <laughs> with God. the symptoms. I didn't want to be left out. We start with the simple, yeah. we're in trouble at 8.4% alcohol. Yes, I said that before we started the show. I said, uh, we're going to have to start with the pills because there is no possible way that starting with the Simcoe is going to equal a deliverable, <laughs> a deliverable show, at least in the first hour where most of the people are listening then. Uh, so, Kev, thanks a lot, man, for uh, coming on. Like I said, we took a trip out there and uh, good times. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of the history leading us up to pretty much literally today or this past week on the whole process and journey of getting this going, uh, where did it come from, where the idea stem from, and then where are we at today? That's good. So uh, pretty much started off with my dad got me a, I think it was an apple cider making kit and a, uh, a beer kit for my birthday when I turned 21. And I messed them both up so badly <laughs> that it kind of looked like I took a scoop out of the Hudson and put it in a glass. Yes. Oh. Brown, weird murkiness that, didn't have any flavor to it really didn't kind of might have been alcohol in there definitely not carbonated are you sure <laughs> you didn't open <laughs> we're all thinking the same thing yes we were are you Glad. sure you didn't open a worktoberfest because if you opened a worktoberfest you might have been drinking the hudson the hudson indeed this was an oktoberfest kevin that went horribly wrong <laughs> horribly Sorry. wrong and we didn't even have much of the brewing process are we allowed uh, to start bashing them yet? Nah, I'm going to give it, uh, let's give it one more week. All right. Let's give it one more week and then we can start talking poorly. And then, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll give them what they, uh, we, you know what it is? We really do I'm need to. I'm anxiously awaiting that. We can't have that, anyone uh, freak out out there, okay? We've got to okay. keep our composure. Here we go. Too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to just keep our composure. See, that's what we got to keep our composure because I'd be honest with you, this can, by the way, Steve, this was, um, one of the softies. Yep. And it's hard as a rock now. Yeah, mine too. Do you think that potentially there was still fermentation to go on that? It could have been. I mean, mm. who the f who really knows what the hell happened? <laughs> you, you can carve with you holding I, back. I it's just, you know, uh, it just makes me angry. Well, we'll get into it a little bit later. Sorry, Kev. I, I wanted to cut you off because you yeah. you spoke true to something that hurts our hearts. And that is a lot of beer wasted <laughs> with very poor mistakes that were made. From who? I don't know. How? Hold we don't on. know. Hold on. Oh, oh there's <laughs> that bad emoji sign again. Makes its face. So, yeah, Gav, sorry. So, uh, it, I just made a weird brown murkiness. And then, um, so after you mess up something that bad, I kind of went, <clears throat> I like, like I gotta know what happened. I, I gotta make it right next time. And uh, I went and read the book "Designing Great Beers." There you go. Um, went down to the to my homebrew shop in North Brunswick. Um, watched a lot of YouTube videos, which were really really helpful, uh, confirming everything that I read in the book. And then um, I eventually ended up went from brewing in a single pot on my stove to brewing five and 10 gallon batches on a, a whole home, a whole gravity fed homebrew system that I built. And um, then eventually just made, had a bunch of beer that was at a party at my house and my dad and some of his friends 
like this is better than some of the other beers that we get at some other breweries. So they kind of, I guess, talked me into it. And then I talked them the rest of the way into it. And here we are. You roped them in. Like, You're like, hey. Four, three, four years into the process, finally open. So it's been three or four years since you kind of, from that moment until now, huh? It took us a year to find our location. Wow. Uh, because we, we want to open up an LBI, which is uh, South 40. The, the brewery is actually named off for the, uh, the road that goes onto Long Beach Island. It's now Route 72. And prior to 1950-something, it was Route South 40. And they had a big S40 painted on the road so planes could land if they were in trouble. Oh, that's ah. in. Just in case, you know, someone couldn't make a landing at Teterboro. <laughs> pull a pull a straight southie and head right down. What what's the uh, what's the situation on Long Beach Island? Is it um is it kind of like the Jersey Shore? Does it have a different vibe? What's the overall feeling over there that made you want to be there as opposed to where you are now? Uh, it's very uh, family orientated, but it's also there's not a bad spot to be in on the island because no matter where you are, you're pretty much either two blocks away from the beach or two blocks away from uh, the bay. Mm. And there's, you get to watch, I think it's, you get to watch the sun rise from the, the beach and then you go home and watch the sunset from the bay. So that's pretty cool. It's a pretty nice island. The um, it's, it's very much that same vibe here on Long Island. If you go out to Long Beach, um, you know, you got the, the bay on one side, the, the ocean on the other. Um, so we're familiar with that vibe. So, I mean, was it something that at Lo- in Long Beach, um, there was, uh, let's say, zoning issues or was it just a lack of space or what was the, the, the reason why you didn't eventually settle on there? Um, it, well, it, it came down to just if we didn't talk to every landlord at the time, <laughs> I don't know who we missed. Uh, but... Um, we talked to everybody. It's just, you know, it just couldn't, just couldn't work anything out for yeah, not, many, many reasons. Fit. Sure. Yeah. Not, yeah. Whether it be price, whether it be availability. Um, oh yeah. There's so many different things to look into when you're trying to get a place because you, you know, you don't want to have to do it again. You want to be yeah. <laughs> and not have to move or build another, you know, place somewhere else. You, you want to be there for a while. It, it's also, all, all the buildings down there to be good. It's kind of it, all throughout the process. It's become more of a, a blessing that we didn't end up there because mm. of uh, there was no way to expand in any of the buildings down there. It was yeah. any space that we took. That was it. That's, that's our space. Well, and, I, I know Mike and I thought the, your place was really cool inside. Uh, you. Definitely. You have potential to, you know, do a lot of things in there. Um, now that you're open and now you can really make a decision where you're going to go and what you're going to do and yeah. you have options, which is really cool. Yeah. So you, you settled on the, uh, the Raritan center, which, uh, mm-hmm. I was familiar with been there a few times, uh, for Cypress, who's also right in that business center there. Um, what's really cool about your building that sets it apart from other buildings on the property is the history involved. And one of the signs that we posted over the weekend, um, was the one of the signs you kind of dug up from the backyard and literally. on the wall? Yeah, yeah, literally. And it was the site of the Raritan uh, Ammunition uh, Center or the Arsenal. Actually, it was mm-hmm. called an Arsenal. 
And it's, it's ridiculous what was going on over there. I, I did a little research, but I pulled it up now. And um, the idea was to have this complete arsenal to supply um, the, the Manhattan area if needed with weapons and ammunition. <laughs> so they needed a very large space to store all the uh, ammunition shipped up from uh, uh, on trains. Because if you go into the Raritan office uh, center, uh, a lot of it is connected or interconnected with you know train tracks and stuff like that. Um, it was built for long-term storage, and basically, you know, the the idea was there was going to be a shipment and receipt of weaponry on your site, which is very very cool history. I I, I really do like yeah. those kinds of spots. Yeah, there's it, for and, and we're tucked in the the back of it, mm-hmm. and uh, there's hundreds of acres that is still the way it was when they originally bought it. So it's, and there's cooler, older buildings down further in the marshy areas. Wow. Uh, Have you ever trekked down in there and seen anything cool? Yeah. Yeah. But it, uh, my car bottoms out a lot because <laughs> it's not very nice roads. The deeper you go in there. Apparently there was high explosive, um, uh, materials on site, smokeless powder, low, uh, explosives, munitions, um, all sorts of crazy stuff. I am sure that if you were to get into that marshland, you'd probably pull up some empty shells and stuff like that. That'd be really cool. A number of years ago, um, I think it's less than 10 years ago, they actually found, they had to shut down, like, or I guess tell everybody to go home for the day and found shut down the college because they found a bunch of ammunition in the ground in the area. That's crazy. Um, and there was somebody who's telling me that they they dug up whole Jeeps in <laughs> certain areas that they just buried in the ground and looked like they were buried there yesterday. That's Jeez. crazy. The, um, the other part of the plan was uh, to uh, begin um, – remediation of the whole site so it could be part of the business plan so a lot of the area there uh even up to yours has some very modernized buildings yours actually ended up keeping a little bit of the history so inside the tasting room we noticed you you did a great job drop ceiling modernized looks great outside in the brewing area though is the original ceilings tell us a little about you know what's going on in the building itself what what are we looking at for you know the structure and then what we did also and Steve uh, kind of tipped on it. Um, you know, w- what you have for, for room for expansion. Yeah, uh, the, we only have 2,100 square feet, but there's, there, there's a lot more space. There, there's four total units. Mm. So we, two point, we, we have one unit that's next to us that we, we uh, supposedly could move into pretty soon if we, we needed it. But um the, the space is, it, it's an ammunition depot, so it's, the floor is, I believe, 8 to 10 inches thick concrete. Jesus. And that must have been a bitch for plumbing, huh? Yep. <laughs> 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 they did not like us. But uh, uh, the the wall, the walls of the building are brick, and it's, it's brick. It's two layers of brick with cement on the inside, and the ceiling is, uh, I think it's mostly original still, but... It's all big timbers of wood that were, it was designed so that way if the ammunitions went off, the, the building blew to toothpicks and, or the roof blew to toothpicks and they just yeah. slapped it and went on, but the walls and everything stayed. Yeah, it's it, really, it's it a very cool, cool construction. Yeah. Yeah. 
and some of the original, most of the original blast proof doors are still there. Like, oh, really? When you when you walk in our front door, above it is a uh, a door that covers up a window, and it's it's like that thick of, of metal and wood. That's, That's cool. freaking cool. Yeah, I love I love when you when the brewery has character to it, a little history. Um, we've seen a couple here, even on Long Island, that have you know they they moved into a spot that just had things in the walls or or stuff that you just find around the grounds, and it it just kind of adds that character and flavor to it. It's very convenient because we, you know, you, you want to add that character to the brewery or have it in there, and we didn't really have to do anything because it was already there. And so you just put it up on the wall, clean it up a little bit, <laughs> shake it off, throw a little uh, sanitization on it, a little ISO right on the t- <laughs> right, right on the sign. You get to go, and that sign, that four sign, you said it was fifty pounds. It was like solid metal back when the United States made it, good steel. It had to be something like forty or fifty pounds because it was. It took two of us to hold it up and, and while one other person screwing it in. Uh, Pete, um, you missed some of the motif. I don't know if I showed you all the pictures, but I did take some video. So we're going to post that after the show today. You get to see it up on That's our Instagram. Um, but some, you know, some just cool shots around the area and you can kind of see how everything's laid out. And you guys had a, a mural in the, in the midst of being painted. Tell us a little bit about that. So it's, uh, it's like, 12 feet wide by eight feet tall. Um, it's supposed to re- represent the original South 40, the way it would have looked back in the day. And so it, it looks like a shot of the Pine Barrens with the, the sun setting over the mountains. It's very cool. And uh, an old car, it's like a 57 Chevy, I believe, that's going to eventually be painted uh, candy apple red. Ooh, cool. Cruising the pike. Uh, the, um, the whole, the vibe and feel the outside, almost like a loading dock. Um, you know, like you said, the doors all, you know, kind of look, you have a nice garage door, obviously that definitely helps to get all the equipment and everything. So let's, uh, let's give us a little bit of, um, you know, like, uh, specs on what you got going on in the brew house. What are you running with? Uh, so we have the three and a half barrel Blickman, uh, brew house. Uh, we have six. Three barrel fermenters from Bubba's Barrels, I believe, there in Tennessee, and two seven barrel bright tanks that we got off of Tom Foolery in Hamilton before they closed. Yeah, uh, P, uh, no, you didn't come to AC Beer Fest. Um, Tom Foolery had pretty good beer. Uh, do you remember what the reason Kevin was for them to close down? I don't know. Paul, uh, hearing why he, he, I never had his beer, but he told me that. Um, was getting really unhappy with the the way the laws are going in New Jersey now for breweries. And so he's hopping over the border to Pennsylvania to reopen over there. I'm <laughs> hopping the state line. <laughs> what, uh, so that's, that brings us up today. Cause you opened roughly around two weeks ago. October 24th. There you go. Uh, I mean, so really, really grand, brand new. Great, great time. Nothing, Kevin. nothing, sched- nothing, sched- you know, nothing difficult. No challenges. Easy street. It's good. Easy peasy. That's crazy. Exactly. The the uh you know the the timing obviously probably not the best. Not your fault, obviously. But despite that, you don't know that. You don't know that he's not the first. He's patient zero. (laughs) Well, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Mm. But I mean, despite all the hardships that uh, a brewery would face opening in a time like this. It's, uh, it's a pretty big feat. What were the biggest challenges over the last year or so while building that you had to 
kind of hop over? I know, like you said, he, he left the state from laws. What kind of laws were like the hardest to get through the red tape of uh, getting inspections done? What was the biggest, you know, things you had to get accomplished before you opened uh, this past month? Uh, just, just really getting the state to give us our, our license really. And I, we don't even have it yet. We, we only have a temporary permit at the moment. Um, Hmm. but federal town couldn't have, couldn't have gotten the stuff to us faster. Yeah, um, cool. Of course they do. <laughs> what else are they doing? Yeah. Working from home. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, the have, state though, is that, is that the hardest one to get? And I, Steve, maybe you can help me out. I, do we get temporaries up here in New York? Uh, you can get, yeah, to start production, but you really can't do much else. Okay. Uh, it, but it basically does. It just gives you uh, the opportunity to get things up and running. Right. So when you do get your final, I mean, you know what's what's interesting in New York? Uh, New York, it seems the townships are harder than anything else. Um, I know federal, getting your federal is pretty quick. State, yeah. as long as you're abiding by everything, it's not too bad. Yes, it does take a little bit because there's so many breweries trying to open up, but um, it's usually the townships that really are screw with most of the breweries on the island where they sit for a good year or more trying to, I mean, last week, uh, oh, I like yeah. to talking to uh, Long Beach of what they're going through. Yep. Um, yeah, they're open, but they don't have a tasting room and it's all again, township. It's township. nothing to do with the state. Kevin, how open was Edison Township to having another brewery in their area? Couldn't have been nicer. They uh, <laughs> honestly must be nice. Yeah, they we we sent them our paperwork, and three days later it came back okay. Wow! And then uh, all the inspectors showed up same day within two hours of each other, and they they seemed really happy with everything that they saw, and no almost no questions asked. That's cool. Yeah. Like a conga line of inspectors. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. You're proved. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> you're proved. Guys in this car. All right, you're up. Dad, you're in there. Yeah. What? Uh, so I, you know, obviously setting up the space and all that. It took about a year to get everything done. Um, let's let's talk about your cold box because I because that was one of the highlight points for us. Seeing the construction, you built that yourself. Yep. And yeah. so you know what went into that because that's probably one of the harder things to do. I mean, as much as you get the tanks in and the plumbing and all that. This is something you got to pretty much build a, a, a room within a room and, and figure out how you temper, temperature control everything. Give us a little uh, rundown on the, uh, the cold box. Uh, so we uh, looked up the prices of a uh, pre-built walk-in cooler and said, that's not happening. Uh, that's expensive. <laughs> so uh, we uh, started looking around online there and found that you can actually build a pretty solid walk-in cooler uh, just with some wood and the right kind of insulation of uh, different layers of extruded insulation. There's even, um, we have a layer of insulation that's, uh, it's, it's like, um, it's molten basalt, I believe that they, so it's called rock wool. So you gotta it watch, looks you like gotta watch your mouth on the show. Yeah. That dirty talk. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like wool, but it's really rock that's been heated up to liquid huh. and sprayed. And um, so. Well, that's our, an insulator. Jeez. It's, it's close to a foot thick all the way around. Yeah. 
Yeah, so when we came in, you know, you wouldn't know that that's the cold box. And when you walk in, it looks like a, a well-tiled kitchen floor. So you've done a really good job on making it look as good as it probably is operating. Yeah, we tried to make it as uh, sanitary as possible in there. And it's just a 24,000 BTU air conditioner with a little cool bot that tricks it into thinking it's 90 degrees. So it yeah. keeps the cool air uh, pumping. He took the restrictor plate off the Red Dragon, Pete. That's what it is. <laughs> Try to get the, yeah. the baby a little more juice. Those those freaking cool bots are awesome. Save you a ton of money instead of having this big compressor on top with an evaporator and everything sucking in all the electricity and just and just like New York, Jersey, the electrical supply is not the cheapest around. So yeah, yeah and you have everything electric, correct? There's no gas or oil in yeah. the building. Yeah, all, all electric. Yeah. Is there a, uh, is there a, I guess a, a, a way, um, have you looked into solar panels on the roof? I don't know what the angle of the roof is now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, um, so I actually, um, no, but I know most of the buildings in the center do actually have some type of solar paneling on top of them, but, uh, we have a rather large warehouse behind us. Yeah. So it does keep us in the shade for a decent portion of the day. Oh, good point. Yeah. So I don't know how well that would work, but yeah. Now, now, right now, we're we're all three of us are drinking the pills, mm. which actually, uh, when Mike and I were there, we had it, and we were, I was I was impressed that for a little system and you guys just starting out, a pilsner can be quite uh, daunting to to brew correctly, and uh, but it came out. Came out really well. Tastes Thank great you. flavor, great. crisp, uh, as we like our crispy boys, as we like to say. And um, di- we, but we did notice you had, you know, quite a, uh, a, a different amount. You you weren't the hazy boy craze brewery. You actually had uh, a nice, uh, rounded menu uh, that could probably anybody that came in, it could probably find at least something that is in this style range that they, they enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how'd you come up with, with most of those styles? It, it was just, um, I mean, from the beginning, I, I just wanted it to be a place where no matter who you are, when you walk in the door, who, no matter who you bring with you, everybody can look at the board and, and say, okay, there's some, there's at least one thing I like up there. So that's, I want everybody to come and do at least a flight or two. And the goal is just to like one thing, even if you hate all the all the other beer, just one. It's good enough for me. Um, Something you can keep drinking over and over again. Yeah, and and we even broke break down the menu on the board. Um, right now, it, it says beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And I think in parentheses we still have AKA beer nerd next to advanced <laughs> for the the hazy beers. But um, and it it all designed to just be easier for somebody who doesn't drink the hazy beers or doesn't go to a lot of breweries, but came along with a friend or came along with their kids and uh, they don't know what they want or they don't know where, where to start on the board. So we kind of give them a place to start in a way. You have a, um, you have a few weeks now of, of sample sets. What's the uh, feedback on that concept of beginner, intermediate and uh, advanced what is what is the reactions people are getting? Like, oh, this makes it easier, or um, I, I'm sure you're probably getting 
craft beer drinkers in the area, especially when a new brewery opens, everyone kind of comes in and wants to see what it's all about. What, what's the feedback over the last few weeks? Most people like it. Uh, we've had two people who are, who or two people while I was behind the bar walked in and said, I'm not a beginner. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but that's where the pills yeah. is. I mean, that's, yeah. that's where a lot of seasoned craft beer drinkers will probably start. Uh, you know, Steve and I were both saying we got to go with the pills just to kind of kick it all off. Yeah. That's usually a good gauge of temperature for the brewery. And, you know, we were impressed with that. And of course the, uh, Simcoe's baby that we're going to have a little bit. Um, and that was more on the advanced range, but you had also like Steve was saying, like a nice wide variety of stuff. So what would be on the board for the beginner? What, what kind of beers can people expect, even though it kind of feels like a little demeaning, uh, as a craft beer connoisseur, to say yeah. it's beginner, but it's not. Yeah, we got the concept. Most people can see through the idea. But what was uh, what was the lineup for the the beginner range? So beginner by beginner, we really mean like tr- like your traditional styles. Oh, okay, all right. Um, so like that's why the purest pills is right on top. Then then we have our California Fairy, which is just a pretty standard blonde ale, and then the Kolsch, which what well, it's it's called Kolschba, uh, because it's like a hybrid between a Kolsch and a pale ale. Yep. And, um, so it, it's, it's meant the beginner is meant to be your traditional styles that don't have anything crazy added to them. And then you, you hop over to intermediate and we have our, uh, our Toberfest, our Dunkelweissland and, uh, a, like a, a lighter coffee style that doesn't have any coffee in it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's stuff that like the Dunkelweissland, it's a traditional style, but it's more flavorful than a Hefeweizen, which a Hefeweizen will be in the beginner section because it's there's not too much to unpack there. But then a dunk of ice and you add in the caramelly layers and it becomes more intense. But then at the same time, the coffee stout is something that any beginner can, can drink because if you're a beginner and you like coffee, you're probably going to like a coffee stout. And it, it kind of... It doesn't have any coffee sense. in it? Nope. It's all. Talk about that. How, how is uh, how do you call it? A co- is the uh, grain bill? Yep, it's uh, caramel malts and a lot of actual, uh, pale chocolate malt that came out with a nice like mocha flavor. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, Steve and I were sitting uh, on our first flight, uh, kind of going through that intermediate. We had the the dark wheat, which was the Dunkelweiss, and then we had I think you had the stout, and I chose something else. Um, but that was good, you know, because I, you know, I like a good dark beer, good Dunkel in, in general. Uh, and that one stood out as well. That would have been our third choice for Crowlers to go. But we figured we weren't going to get through two tonight <laughs> as it is. Otherwise, I'll be falling asleep back here right behind the bar. Uh, not the first time, by the way. Just won't be this time. Uh, Pete will not be able to stack up 15 cans no, on his desk tonight. It'll be two cans. But it'll be equally as impactful <laughs> as the f- the four or five cans the other day, um, and, and the advance. So we have, you know, like you said, we, we you done a um, a hazy, you did a New England, and then the uh, Simcoe's was more like a uh, direct um, Simcoe, you know, thought out process. Um, what was the other one? I know I had it. I forget what it was. What was the the door opener? Door ah, it's, right. It's meant to be very, very juicy, very low in the bitterness, almost sweet. Um, so that way, and the door opener is meant to be the one that somebody who is a traditional beer drinker, you might only drink, you know, the Bud Light and stuff. Um, 
you taste that and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe this crack beer stuff isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go in that direction. Yeah. And well, it's eight and a half percent. So yeah. they feel yeah. pretty good after one of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was very intrigued though. You gave us a sample of one of the fermenters on the, basically kind of like the cinnamon roll style yeah. here that you have uh, cooking up, so to speak. That That's not ready yet, but uh, tell us a little bit of what you have coming up because Again, that was right up my alley. I was, uh, and taking that sample, we were like, oh, yeah, we see where this is going. This, this is good. Yeah, that, that one I'm very proud of because uh, it's got that nice base already of, okay, th- this could definitely, if you add in the cinnamon and vanilla at the, at the right ratios, this could now, really let, taste let like everybody a know what it, what, it, what is the style and, and what, what is it and what's the name of it? So it's a it's a cinnamon it's going to be a cinnamon roll beer, but it not your normal nine percent super thick syrupy cinnamon roll beer. Uh, it's going to be four point eight to five percent, so that way you you can drink Sexual a full glass. Out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with not too sugary anything. Uh, it's uh, just the cinnamon and the vanilla beans, but um, it's it's called uh, babushka's buns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's it. Hopefully, it, it'll taste like your grandmother made you a, a beer that happened to taste like her cinnamon rolls. There you go. Yeah, well, it's it's on its way because we had the base part of it, and uh, I I would hope when you uh, when it gets out there, hopefully we can stop in one more time and, and get that before it's all gone. Hey, Grandma, can I get some of your cinnamon rolls? Not up in here. Okay, guess not. I didn't think so. See, I told you I had them. And I have to like time it out because of the delay from when I touch and then it plays and uh, just getting a little too technical for you. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, that cinnamon, we both Steve and I sat there and went, ah, okay. What's, is it, are you classifying it as a stout or is it a porter, just a dark? What's the, uh, it's closer to a brown ale. Brown. Okay. All right. But the, the pale chocolate or the little bit of chocolate malt that's added in there takes it to the like nice cinnamon roll base i think yeah and so you still had to do you know vanilla bean and what was the other adjunct you were gonna go cinnamon sticks oh cinnamon sticks hey wow yeah. all right so yeah i mean it was on its way as as steve and i were talking about yeah. uh and you had a second one in there you also had a another new england correct yep I, um so that is gonna be a i'm going for like a pineapple double ipa mm. um and and no pineapple just just hops, so it's Azaka, Citra, and Simcoe. Uh, and it's, it, what I add in the Whirlpool is gonna be just double that in the, the dry hop. So it should get much more intensely pineapple. And it, I mean, to me, I think the, the day you guys were there, it, to me it was smelling like, when you go get a, a fresh pineapple at the store, you're supposed to smell it, smell the bottom of it. And if yeah. it smells like a sweet pineapple, you know, it's ripe, and that's the way it's it's smelling to me right now. And it, it it was sweet compared to now, but that is going to all kind of fall off once you get that second dry hop in there and yeah. and and really kind of hop it up and use uh, the hops to kind of off center or or balance out, if you want to say, uh, the sweetness. I, mm-hmm. And again, Steve and I both thought that direction was going to be uh, a, a winner because uh, love a good you know like effervescent fruity IPA something easy to drink especially uh you know as, as especially um, when do you think that's going to be done when is that set to be complete how long uh, is it in the tank for 
So I only just brewed it on Thursday, but ah. it, it should be coming out of the tank and on tap. Not this Friday, but the following Friday. All right. So about two weeks or so in yeah. the tank. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully the weather still holds up and then it'd be nice 70 degrees outside again yeah. like it was yeah. for us. It's it was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Are you guys open today? Yeah. We're open every day of the week. Every day of the week. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, it, so you don't really have too many uh, businesses kind of interfering with the tasting room hours, right? There's nothing like a, you guys are kind of vying for parking down there or anything like that. It's all pretty open yeah, once uh, five o'clock rolls around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we open it at 12 every day, but yeah, there's, uh, because we're an industrial park, it's especially in the section that we're in, it's, it's just truck trailers flying by all day. And then that kind of comes down after five o'clock and it's, it's well, here's nice a good question quiet. to relate back to la uh, two weeks ago show. Um, how many of the local workers in the business section have come in? Have they said, this is great to have a brewery right here in the park. Uh, are people responding to that? How's that working out for you? Almost all of our immediate neighbors have come by to help to come in and check it out. And we, we have a crew of guys from around the corner who it, it's their, I mean, we've only been open for two Fridays and it's their Friday night thing. They all come in at, at like five thirty, six o'clock. That's awesome. When their shift is over, right? When their oh, shift yeah. is over, they're responsible <laughs> employees. <laughs> we say that, Kevin, because uh, again, like Steve said, we had the Long Beach uh, Brewing Company here on Long Island come in and, and tell us that the town's kind of cock blocking them uh, because of the amount of business that's around there and how drunk people will be spilling out into the streets and getting uh, hit by Mack trucks. Yeah. Yeah, which is so stupid. But. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Just, it happens every week at all the breweries on Long Island. Yeah, it's everybody really is just this. <laughs> COVID is not even the the imminent death problem here. It it's is drunk <laughs> people wandering out of breweries, getting hit by traffic and getting hit by semis. <laughs> park semis, by the way, just nothing but park semis. Yes. Uh, so that brings me to this question, Kev, because I know uh, you know I'm getting alerts uh, every day or so. Uh, cases going up here on Long Island in New York in general. Uh, but we've heard a lot here in Long Island and, and New York about New Jersey spiking a little bit. How yeah. is, have you heard anything about local businesses in your area or in the, the township or even in the state and what the, the current temperature is of a possible restriction or going on? Have you heard that? Cause I did hear something about closing earlier now. So has, has that impacted you yet or not yet. Been sent down? Yeah. Uh, there have been some towns that they've, uh, started shutting things down by, I think, I think in Newark, it's like eight o'clock. They shut oh. things down, but the governor just, uh, said, um, I think it's 10 o'clock, no more indoor, but okay. I, I, don't, I don't know how, I don't know about outdoor, but at past 10 PM, everything's got to close up. I saw some of the details of it. They were trying to target, um, restaurants and bars late night they think that mm -hmm. after 10 o'clock apparently everyone just takes their mask off and their pants and <laughs> it's just just nothing but yep. but rubbing each other at that time i don't understand uh, that concept yeah i, I see that. mask off pants off right, right. I, I understand all right maybe now you sold me now i'm with them <laughs> governor murphy you got my vote uh i don't live in the state but you got it anyway mask um off. but the other thing that i saw and this was interesting and, and to affect businesses one of the uh, things that they're trying to limit is indoor high school sports. That was the second most important thing they wanted to limit, which I th thought that was one of the details that popped up in my newsfeed that it was, yeah, businesses after a certain time, um, more restaurants and bars, but then 
next in line was high school indoor sports. Like that's the biggest next, the next biggest deal. I, I don't. Very specific. Parents, yeah. Parents insane. And they will go and fight and. But that like, yeah. I see that in football. That's not crazy. Basketball season hasn't started yet. That's usually a winter sport. It's, what else is indoors? Girls volleyball. Girls yeah. volleyball. Right. Yeah, yep. <laughs> they are, they are. You wouldn't think it. No, but, yeah, it's yeah. violent. It's, it's that or badminton. One of the two. <laughs> Susie's mom's got a mean right hook. You got to be careful. <laughs> She's a straight up Karen. What do you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she will left hook and then Karen you out of the building. Yeah, Karen no and I, Debbie. Karen and Debbie will just be out. Oh, added. my God. Screaming across the gym. Your daughter's an asshole. Yeah. Fighting the ball Linda. my other daughter. You, you too, Linda. You piece oh, the, of... Your, your son's gorgeous, but your daughter's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I, it it's it's got to be frightening just in general to be a business owner now because after we came out of the spring and you guys saw the light at the end of the tunnel to get this thing up and running, to now see it just weeks into it, how's the feeling around you and, and, and the, and the business and everything? I mean, are you, 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 would you be able to transition very quickly to, to go stuff? Um, you know, how, how are you preparing for what may happen? Uh, we're working on getting our uh, label approval so that way we can pre-fill and uh, sell okay. del- delivery and uh, stuff like that. But uh as far as like the shutdowns coming, it's just that's why we're open every single day. It's <laughs> just don't think about hey, it. Hey, just, while the sun oh, is shining, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's go for it, man. And just if it happens, it happens. But right now, we're just trying to. I'm just trying to make the best beer I can. One uh, of the things I did say to matters. Steve on the way home is uh, cool, calm, and collective. That Kevin, you wanted you were you're a K in the in the sea of C's. Yeah. And that doesn't sound right, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't seem like anything was bothering you. So that's good. I, I guess a good add to that. Just uh, go until you can't go no more. Right. It, it's, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, just didn't think we'd get the customers that we've been getting in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah. And uh, a lot of repeat customers. That's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have uh, another line of work besides the brewery or is, is this it for you? Nope. I uh, quit my job and my last day there was October 16th. Wow. So it's been brewery full time. It's okay. uh, especially at uh, three barrels. It's. Oh yeah. You're brewing a lot, bro. Yeah. And it, it's just, it, and the whole, the whole plan with going three barrels is forcing myself to prove my recipes and, get them nailed down and then if we can get through that uh if we can get you know a good good customer base going with just three barrels and stay open and stay consistent um then, then we'll have start the, the space to scale up to you know like a 10 barrel system or something yeah yeah and would that be the next step would you look at a 10 barrel i mean you, i'm sure you're pre-planning now moving out <clears throat> on the website, just checking out all the gear. Like, ooh, look at this little SS system. I'd love to get my hands on that. <laughs> what, uh, what, what would be the the next, you know, logical step for you if, uh, in fact, you grew out of what you have? I, I, I would like to go to, um, probably seven barrels and then get seven, seven barrel fermenters and yeah. then get and, some. And this 14. way, this way, you could glyco chill them, and mm-hmm. you have so much more ability in what you can do. Um, you know, right now you're doing what you the best you can with what you have because 
that's the way sometimes you got to start as, as I did, you make do and, and you make the best beer you can at this point in time, which again, I, you know, speaking with Mike on the way home, um, you know, we've, we've gone to breweries where they've been open a while and they still really don't have a clue what they're doing, but you already seem to be on a good path because there were several beers that were, we were like, all right, yeah, these are already good. Other ones, I wouldn't say were bad, but I could see where, you, you know, you're going to be, and you already said to us, there were several times you're like, oh, yeah, so just, you know, this is a little this, and this, putting a yeah. little bug in our ear, which you were already on that, you're already on that path. You always want to better what you're doing, which is the best thing to see from a brewery. Yeah, I got, I got a little bit of advice a little over a month ago, that it's, and it really speaks to brewing. It's when you're creating art, it's never going to be perfect to you. Nope. So other people aren't going to see it, but you're going to see it all. So it's, it's, it's going to be hard for a while. Yeah. So. And you know what? And your biggest critic is yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems you already are, which is a good thing. Uh, Cause there are some guys that just don't get it. They're like, no, this, this beer is fantastic. And, and it, it, you know, it's like drinking a friggin' wart, you know, Wartoberfest. Wartoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was Ooh. one of those people, by the way, Kevin. <clears throat> so when we first, um, hold on, <clears throat> when we yeah. first, hey, I was teaching all day. My, my hey. voice is very hoarse tonight. Um, when we first uh, took this off the tap to start canning, I had one, and I went, "Ah, oh, it's not bad." I know in the back of my head, I'm going, "Ah, oh, this sucks," um, but. I, I was trying to to kind of convince myself that it it's fine, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. And then the voice of reason, obviously, was uh, Steve and Joe at WA Meadworks uh, coming in and going, uh, guys, this this is not it's fine. Not I'm like, fine. No, but, it's, but it's fine. It's fine. I could we, not. I could not associate with those beers. And then after that, a careful consideration, I said, "You're right. It, it certainly was not fine." <laughs> And uh, this is not going to work out. So I get, I get what you're saying. We're, we wanted, we wanted to be better than this, obviously. And I would assume same thing goes for you, Kev. I mean, it's yeah. it's a work in progress. And as also a creative person doing, you know, audio production, I sit at a mix for days for no reason, just trying to perfect like one little thing, and no one will ever hear it, no one will ever know it, and yet it's all about me. I just want to get it to where I think it's good, and then I'll throw it out there and say, what do we think? And then. From there, I'll take the criticism, but I, I'm, the, I'm my own worst critic, I would say. And I'm assuming that's yeah. kind of where you're going with this. It's just constantly always trying to perfect the art to the point of non-perfection. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and what's funny is the beers that I was like, uh, like just not the most proud of, but they still came out good. Once I started seeing the numbers come in, it's like, okay people are loving that one i I was just being a little too hard on it (laughs) yeah well you know it's it's not a bad thing bro no because that beer that you're hemming and whoring over is just going to get better because you're going to try to improve it each time you brew it and even more people are going to like it uh than already like it so that's 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 a real it's a a good thing to have and and stick with that uh tell me I'm telling you. And like Steve said, you know, having the repeat customers, they wouldn't come back because I know I've right. been to breweries where I was not impressed. I wouldn't come back. Even if it was a, oh, yeah. a friend or even if it's uh, whatever, I'm just not in a rush. And only if uh, I hear things have turned around, will I give it another chance. And I'll, I'll really have to hear that. 
That's something yeah. that as a, a consumer, not as an owner or, or a brewer would say, I'm waiting to hear better things before I give them another chance. Um, but having those repeat customers kind of speaks loudly, which is awesome. And it's, uh, you know, something, especially in, in this time that people don't need to do that. There, there's a risk to doing that. And that's, what's really cool on top of it. You know, anyone out there that has a business that has people constantly coming in, they're taking that risk every day, uh, for, you know, either getting sick and, and getting really sick or even just the inconvenience of being locked down and stuck in their house for two weeks just to get what they want. Um, you know, again, it says a lot to, you know, what you're doing. And, and you're the, you're the, you're the main dude too. You're like, you're the brewer, you're, you're cleaning, uh, you're, you're coming up with the recipe ideas. Um, so yeah, you got a lot on your table. So yeah, that, that side's all, yeah, it's all, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I mean, we, realize we how many hours it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. We were talking and you said you had to build yourself a little office, not even thinking like how much work would be involved on the business end. And you're like, yeah, no, I needed a place to put a computer or at least sit for five minutes out of the brew house and do something. I didn't even want an office. I, <laughs> I tried to fight it. <laughs> but I, I got convinced to just to make one. And I'm like, okay. Now, yeah, okay, I get it now. I, I really did need it. I, I need a place for the safe and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that too. I mean, even in today's society where there's a lot of electronic transactions, there's still people coming in, not only with that, but you have tips, you have uh, mm -hmm. payroll, you have all the, uh, all the business elements of insurance and ordering and all that stuff. All that stuff has got to be done somewhere. You really can't just do that at, at the bar. <laughs> Some people do. I've seen it. But it, it just yeah. looks, to me, it looks a little unprofessional at times. You know, it's seeing your whole business laid out on the bar as people are sitting there next to you drinking. It's a little weird sometimes. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. It's happened. So, uh uh, this past Tuesday, uh, marijuana was legalized in, or uh, the uh, ballot initiative for to legalize marijuana in the state of New Jersey was legalized. Mm -hmm. So, do you think yeah. something a tea infused beer is? Uh, Kevin, I didn't prompt them. I promise. We had this conversation <laughs> at the brewery. I did uh, not. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I figured whoa. I'd beat you to the punch with this question. That's well, why. you did. So there any questions? Questions? Only Ricky Bobby. <laughs> so, are there any THC beers? Is I get. I guess you talked about this. Well, no, well, no. Yeah, you, um, you, we need to talk about it now. But I, I, my question, same thing, Pete. Was now that weed's legalized, is it something that you can look into? Now, with that said, Steve and I actually heard a news uh, uh, segment on uh, one of the stations on the way home about that, and uh, it said that it's going to take some time. Oh yeah, like Colorado it legalized it, and then it was—it was like I think a solid eighteen months between when the ballot initiative passed to when, you know, they. It, uh, it doesn't it mean takes overnight. A lot of work to, no, 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 not even yeah. like the end of the year. It's yeah. you know, you have to uh, build a whole regulatory system. Yep. And license people mm -hmm. uh, for, and different licenses for for growing, for serving, for you know. Uh, one of the things they did say in the news thing. report is that uh, the one thing that will be able to get off the ground sooner than anything else is already the um, medically uh, licensed establishments. So the ones that are already doing uh, therapeutics and stuff like that, they'll be the ones to get up and running sooner than later. And yeah, then the, the personal businesses will start to come in as the licensing applications go in and things like that. But let's say, Kevin, two years down the line, everything is 
like Colorado and California, would that be something you'd look into and, and see what the uh, ability is of a, uh, a, a THC infused beer or a hemp oil infused beer? I think it's definitely something to, to look forward to. Um, and it is that from what I've been hearing or reading, they're saying that it, it will actually probably be two years before it can be done. Yeah. But um, I, I, it's still federally illegal. And yep. I, yep. For the moment. I believe we might have, to, I think that might be like a, a roadblock for us because um, I think you might have to get label approval from the federal government at that point. Mm. If you start putting actual THC versus right. Uh, right. CBD, and they, which and they're is, not about that right now. Yeah. No, they're all about hemp oil mm-hmm. and, and any of that, but no THC right now. Mm-hmm. That's a whole another that we won't see that for years. I don't think, but yeah. we just had Sweetwater getting bought up by a, a freaking a company that does CBD and all that. So really, yeah. Mm. And we, I think it'll be really interesting because of how closely related hops are to marijuana. To begin oh, yeah. With. yeah. I think it'll at least get rescheduled in the next few years at the federal level, whether or not it's legal for recreational use. Which might speed up the process in states that legalize it, which is, yes. yeah, that might be true. Help help those kind of kickstart a little faster than they normally and, do. And I, I can already see your place opening up in Lindenhurst called O'Toole's house of weed. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. Not in Lindenhurst. He'd open it up in Babylon Village. It's more yeah. walkable, Steve. That's true. <laughs> I would I would go to Patchog. <laughs> away from my home. Yes. Not not my backyard. People would know. I, I don't, if it's legal, then I don't really give a shit if anyone knows. But I mean, for the most part, it's one of those things where if if it's regulated right, taxed right, and done right. In a few years, you could look at it just like alcohol. I mean, yep. to say it's actually yeah, all right. I'm not going to speak from science. Don't but get in on my the soapbox. No, no. It, it on, in my opinion, it's it's less lethal. It's less harmful if if it's done in certain ways. Yes, yeah, smoking it's going to hurt your lungs, but maybe eating it in its chemical form isn't as bad as it is to drink alcohol. And the long term effects could be positive and not negative. You know, not to demean alcohol because I'll never stop with you. My first thought, <laughs> but um, that—that's the point. Now you never know what that effect could have and what promise it could bring. I mean, every, there's studies all out there about what the, uh, the effects of it are, especially in pure THC form or even with its CBD counterpart. To to have, a, I mean, my in-laws take CBD because of aching joints, and it really helps out. I mean, those are some amazing things we didn't have years ago, and and really kind of. Does it help everyone? I don't know. But I think people are still sleeping on it because it has a big stigma. And if we can, you know, kind of change that thought process like we have with alcohol, I think we can do really great things with it and bring it into beer and bring it into the craft beer world, would just bring another level to it. It'd be awesome. There's my soapbox, Pete. <laughs> Didn't go over, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Don't hey, I, get drug, I, get, I get random drug tested all the freaking time. So, uh, this the sound didn't play. That's why there was a the lull of silence. Here it is. There we go. Right, my my soapbox uh, stand didn't go right. All right, whatever. Uh, Kev, so so uh, we are moving okay, forward on the 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 uh, the the menu, and so you kind of already touched upon how you have it separated out. 
let's go back through that. I want to start with the beginner because right now, as Steve said earlier, we are drinking the pills. Give us a little breakdown of the pills itself and, you know, the grain bill. You don't have to give us all the secrets, uh, but what kind of yeast you're using and, and what kind of um, process goes into each of those beers. Because I'm interested in that that uh, KPA or Kolsch Pale Ale. That, I did not – I think Steve got it. I didn't get it. I had it. Yeah, I'm interested in kind of that process as well. So run me down the beginner list and, and kind of what you're working with. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think with the Pilsner, the, the secret is just use Pilsner. Uh, just use the traditional German hops and it's going to taste the way it's supposed to, or uh, Saz, and I think it was uh, one of the, it was one of the Holocaust, I believe, uh, is in there. Yeah. So just keep it as simple as possible. And it, no, no two-row, no cleave, no none nothing. Of that. Yeah. And, I, and I know we were speaking about yeast. You, you're, you're using liquid yeast. Yep. Yeah, only liquid. I, uh, I, I believe there's like a you – can, you can mess up um, dry stuff if you don't uh, liquefy it at the right temperature before you mix it in. I saw you have your, your uh, beaker your Bunsen beaker. I, was, yeah. uh, I made a comment. It's like, Ooh, centrifuge Bunsen beakers, get the swirl going. Nice. Is that pretty much the process? Are you, are you cultivating that, uh, the day of a few weeks out? How are you kind of processing that yeast as before it goes into the, the brew itself? The plan is to eventually, uh, get, get to the confident level, confidence level of, uh, being able to reuse the yeast. But for right now, it's, you know, we just opened, uh, I'm, just want to get that process down to the point where I can do it in a zombie state. Like, fresh, <laughs> fresh pitch right in every time. Yeah. So the, the, I just want that yeast going in there, knowing that it's going to do what it needs to do every single time. Yep. Steve, Without is there having any... to wonder if you had the right cell count, mm -hmm. if you had viable. Yeah. No. Yeah. Steve, is there any monetary benefit to uh, kind of cultivating your own yeast or is uh, there, is it just oh. about flavor? <laughs> No, there is a shit ton of money to be saved. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I know I was uh, I was at Blue Point at one day, yeah. and uh, hanging out with the brewers, and we were talking about yeast propagation and reusage, and their yeast that they use for their uh, toasted lager. Mm. Class. They had gone. They had gone up to fifty generations uh, of using that yeast, but again, they have a lab that they could do that with they have um, Anheuser money. where where most brewers five you know you get five five generations six generations and then you you, you notice a little drop off in certain things whether it be attenuation or or flocculation it's actually dropping out or you know stuff like that and then you, you know you wind up getting a new pitch in there uh and and you will notice a little difference in flavor uh but yeah it can save you a lot. I of can money. imagine, yeah, and especially at that scale, something like toasted lager, where they're brewing a, well, a, like a metric thing, fuck ton of it every week. <laughs> well, the thing, the yeast isn't. It's expensive to a point, but when you buy liquid yeast, it's shipped next day overnight. Yep, and, that's expensive. And they mm -hmm. bang, they bang you hard on shipping, bro. Wow. I mean, I would buy, I would buy My yeast in that dirty talk. <laughs> Love that drop. I would I would buy yeast and and half of the price of the yeast was shipping. Yeah. Total. It, it's it's so but I know uh, Kevin and I were, were speaking. Uh 
you guys are, you know, looking at uh, local. Uh, you had someone local. Yeah, there, there's a guy who's local who's going to help us with that uh, shipping because I'll I'll literally I think drive right there, bro. Twenty minute drive maybe. Whereas yep. now it's, I mean, you know, it's still going to be close to half the cost of making a beer hmm. at our brewery. Wow, um, it's just in the east. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and as expensive what? as the the hops get, that the yeast is far surpasses that. Um. Well. Uh, with the exception of the, the Simcoe's Baby and Dor- uh, our double New England IPAs, um, yeah, the, the yeast is usually, if it's not the most expensive thing, it um, it only gets beat out by a couple bucks. Yeah. That's surprising. Um, I would have thought hops, I thought would have thought well, the yeast would be the least expensive. No. Well, you got to Between you gotta, that and like your grain and. You got to look at too, uh, yeah, certain hops, yes. The ones sure. that are real rare, and you can't get. If you're buying fifty on. pounds of Galaxy, I'm sure that's. Yeah, you you're, you're paying at your ass. You're getting raped. You're getting all sorts of things that happen to you. Uh, Some of them but, positive, depending on your point of view. But you know, uh, you know, again, we were uh, Kevin and I was, was were talking while we were there, and. Some of the hops that he, he's using are not all that expensive, readily available. Yep. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's the way to go. And you still can make a good product. You don't huh? have to always use that elusive, real sexy, dirty hop, you know. Well, that, I, th- I throw Simcoe in that that category oh, as a very widely used hop. But you know what? Simcoe is a is a grown-in-the-United States hop. Right. So it's there. Yeah. Galaxy is not, and Matuka, and a whole bunch of those Australian and and uh, New Zealand stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you want to do the X seventy RV or whatever? Yeah, well, yeah, all those experimentals too. Sometimes you get those. Is that what Elon Musk named his next kit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he should be embarrassed. Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> he should be. Yes, that was Sebastian. That's correct. I, uh, I I don't know. I, I I feel like you we grew up or I grew up uh, when I first started, you know, doing a little homebrew. I was using like Mount Hood, Cascade, Centennial, yep. very easily found hops in the Pacific Northwest. Right. I mean, those are basically Pacific Northwest hops. Am I am I right about those? Yeah, well, the majority of hops are grown on the West Coast, even though there's a lot of East Coast uh, hop farms now. Uh, but a good majority are Oregon, Washington. Noel in that that range. Kev, is there uh, is there a precedent? Speaking of Oregon, I hear yeah. drugs won the war on drugs in Oregon. So. <laughs> sure yes. did. Congratulations to Oregon. Congratulations in order. Good for you guys. Now you can do all the bath salts. Way to go, wish. crack! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I wonder if Oregon breweries are going to use crack in their I mean, brew process. <laughs> I like. I kind of hope someone tries now. Like, here's our meth infused beer, or. People just eating the glass, <laughs> drinking. <laughs> Crazy. That, that, that's a little over the top. Little uh, radical for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, One thing no, to do I'm a little this. marijuana, but not. No, come on. I mean, come on. That's a little much. Um. So, Kev, is is there uh, New Jersey? Is there some uh, sort of uh, local grown hop that people are using uh, as part of the you kind of area? That, I guess that that's something that um. I was actually planning on looking into soon because there are, uh, you know, it's, it, I guess that's where they go into the terroir of the, the beer. It's, mm-hmm. 
you, you can grow the same hop in Oregon or in yep. Washington. It, it's going to come out different. Yep. Um, and in New Jersey, um, unfortunately, the hops that I've come across are not the hops that I've been able to smell, really, not even tasting a beer yet um, from other brewers who have gotten a hold of them. It, it's just, it, it's, you, you just, it smells like the back They're not of the, there the yet. Lomar. Yeah, it's yeah. just not, not there a, yeah, yet. Grass clippings. Now, like, you know. I, <laughs> Which I would love in a Yankee candle, but probably not so but much not in, my, in my beer. There. So hyper-local is, you know, is a thing. So what, what kind of ingredients, you know, Could are you able get? to use yeah. there? Yeah. Is it well, a grain? Is it, you know, some some adjunct from from Jersey that's uh, not yet, in the water? But, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, the water for sure. Water. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, not bad there. Listen, yeah. it's very New Yorky uh, water in New Jersey. Yorkie. New Yorky. They have good uh, water for your pizza because New Jersey has pretty decent pizza. And bagels. The pizza yep, uh, the bagels are pretty good. So everything uh, that that kind of area works well with the New Jersey water, uh, and it does. I, I feel, and and we'll go back to this. You know, same not argument, but whatever I've had is that a, a bunch of the taste. Uh, comes from you know how you treat your water or how it is coming out of the tap. So, is there a certain you know taste that you guys are finding from um, maybe even specifically the the industrial park versus even in the state? Are you guys kind of looking to change the pH or are you doing anything to that level yet? It's just the slightest amount of um, uh, like potassium metabisulfite. Mm -hmm. Just to get rid of, there's like a smidge of chloramines, and, and that's it. Other than that, I, I, I have the same uh, water in my apartment, yeah. and it <laughs> it tastes good right off the tap. Sure does. Tastes great out of the hose too. I love hose water. <laughs> I'm listen. This is not why well, I'm not. I'm not throwing out uh, you know hand grenades here. This is real. There's nothing better to me in the summer than drinking out of the hose. There's something to that taste. First that first couple nope. of feet, so warm. Nope. Oh, yeah, it's in so the hot. Hose for a week. You <laughs> brew a beer with just that water as you've been sitting in the sun. I'm concerned. <laughs> with my health or in general? <laughs> All of it. Everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. Well, listen, I, I, I wanted to, uh, when we started this podcast, I wanted to make sure everyone knew everything about me. And that's one of the things that I've not said on the show yet. No, that's one of the things you could have. Just kept in the background. No, no, no. Everything you get to, full disclosure. You, full yeah. disclosure. Full disclosure. I like hose water. I do, <laughs> and so does my doggy. She, she loves the hose water. Love yeah, the yeah, hose. Yeah, so this is an aside, but I, I want to say it in a public forum because I think it'll be funnier there. Oh. So Mike had sent me a video of him going through some training with his dog. Yeah. Uh, he has this adorable little mutt, uh, Maeve. So he sends me this picture of like, hey look what I trained my dog to do today. And like, she's jumping off his back onto the couch. And I'm like, that's, you know, th so then I, I well, that's, a, that's what you get with a quarantine dog. You, you have no other thing to do than train your dog to do crazy circus shit. So I saw that. And then I, I looked at Hudson, the dumb motherfucker that he is. And, um, you know, I told him to sit, shake. He did that. Good. Both, both paws. And then I threw the treat for him to grab and it smacked him right in the right fucking head. head. There you go. Like fucking idiot he is. <laughs> I, like, I'm just like, yeah, no, that, that says it right there. Yeah. You are a dumb, adorable motherfucker. <laughs> he is. 
He, he greeted me at the door when I dropped uh, the South 40 beer off to you. Seriously. He loves the, me. Uh, yeah. He, I think you're the only, uh, only person outside of the family that he won't try and maul when they come to the door. <laughs> yeah, he usually, he usually gives me the stink eye like yeah. he wants to kill me through the glass <laughs> when I show up. Uh, Kevin, uh, do you guys have a uh, with one mailman? My dad has been a different mail carrier and he fucking hates them all. (laughs) Well, I will say is one thing my dog doesn't do is do a lot of barking. She's very quiet. She's very calm. And she likes to watch and observe. And then if like sudden movements are made, then she's like, all right, let's, let's get down to this shit. Um, But I mean, for the most part, she's very trainable and she's young enough. You know, I got her at 12 weeks. So I, I started training the day we got her. And I still train to this day. Still do all this stuff. That, that jumping on the back stuff. It shows no, I, with a I lot do. of time. I, 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 I mean, really. Your dog looks, a lot of time. Is, is working of really all hard. Things, of all things to train her to do, wouldn't you train her to get a beer? I'm Steven. I see those videos and I'm like, not in a million fucking years would my dog fucking figure out how to go to the fridge and get me a fucking little. She needs to be a little older because her... If I had her grab this can, it's exploding in her mouth. Oh, yeah. Um, it, even if a bottle, I don't want her to grab glass. So I got to get her more trained for her bite pressure. She's doing really well lately on, you know, when to really grab and then when to not. And I train her with uh, that takes peanut time. butter. Yeah. Good hey, night, Mac. Good night, buddy. I'll see you later. Um, I, I train her with my arm. You know, basically it's like, you know, she, she'll, when we're playing rough, She'll get on it, and I'll be like, ah, and she'll start to kind of let go a little bit, and then she'll just have it there and, and like, in her mouth, gum it and lick it. Um, this is way too much for our audience of craft beer lovers to talk about. But the point is, uh, there's no peanut butter involved, so let's just get that out of the equation. Get that out. Um, and she's, she's actually, you know, getting better with, you know, uh, restraint, basically training um, and getting into that mental state of, of listening and reacting, and that's what you want to do as far as I know, and, and it's what's worked. So, Kevin, have you have you guys looked into getting a, a brewery dog? That's one of the things that you okay, know people around that's, here. That's the goal. Yes, uh, there you go. <laughs> we're trying to find a dog that's hypergenic. That uh, um, we're between two different t- dog breeds, but okay. What are you looking at? Oh, do tell now. Uh, I I was reading, although there's some controversy that's not actually hyperallergenic. It's Samoyed. Which is like yeah. a like a Russian looking husky. Big, it's just big like a white cloud. fluff bowl. Yeah, those are small though, aren't they? Small. They're no, not. Those are, they, they get no, big. They get yeah. big. Yeah, I've seen a big one. Define big. Uh, like 50 60? Pounds. Uh, sixty. Yeah, 50, yeah. 60 small. Pounds. Small. Yeah. Okay. Got <laughs> you got a you got a seventy five pounder over there. I, I, I feel like that's medium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, I would call I, it medium. Uh, so, so a Samoyed. Those are beautiful dogs, but they I'd are. worry about the I'd worry about the grooming deal on a, on one of the, the oh, white beautiful white fluff ball. Yeah, yeah. The, the other one's a uh, like a golden doodle, I believe, is the other. Mm, yep. And we've had a couple at the brewery, and I, I'm starting to warm up to it. I wasn't a fan of the curly hair, but I'm starting. They to don't. Get to it. They don't shed. Yeah. You know. They are but, usually uh, pretty tame. They they uh, my buddy we know Graz has a golden doodle. And uh, you really have Cooper? to put the time in with a dog that that's 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 smart though. Yeah, yeah. they are very that's smart. The, correct. I, I wanted I, something dumber, and I, I got they, it. they want to be challenged. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was Pete's thing. Is is this dog dumb as shit? Perfect. I'll take it. Take Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Uh, no, but you got to put the time in with those because then those dogs, 
end up. They need something um, to do twenty four seven or the they time. get destructive. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's that's one of the downfalls of it. But if you have them at the brewery constantly and they're walking around and they're kind of hanging out, they're always kind of entertained by people. That that actually might work in your favor. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To go, to go back to to actually. To beer. Well, we were talking about brewery dogs. I, I tied it in. I tied it into to beer. Um, I, I, every every uh, show, I try to do something uh, where I ask the you know the brewer or owner a couple of questions that are specific to beer. Like, uh, what was the first like craft beer that turned you on the craft beer? What Jug handles Kolsch. Ooh. Oh, you were quick. So, like without even yep. hesitation. Oh, he was. I'll never forget that one. That. And wait, so how, what was that experience? Where were you? What were you doing? What was what was the uh, the situation where it just kind of dawned uh, on you? Like, holy shit, there's something more than Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was PBR for me. But yeah. um, it, it I, was, still, I still enjoy a good Pabst. Come on. Nice cold oh, PBR yeah. is pretty damn yeah. good. This is I, good, man. Yeah. But you got to finish in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, this natty ice in a can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, um, I just remember being, we were going to a bunch of different breweries and, you know, I get along with the dark, with the, the stouts because I, I loved coffee. Mm. Um, but uh, there was there was just something about the, the flavors and the cult, and that, that's why there's a coach on the menu opening day. Um, but I threw my own little twist on it by throwing the hops in the whirlpool rather than during the boil. Cool. Um, what hops were you using for that? For the the KPA? Uh, I like it. it sounds like a kapow. I wish I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, man. It's all good. It's all matter. of the hops. That's why it's written down, so I don't have to remember yep. it. <laughs> yep. Um. Now, what's your favorite style? Uh. So uh, honestly, I I don't want to say it, but now it's it now it's the double New England IPAs. Okay. Uh, before that, it, it was the Dunkel Bison. Yeah, we we suckered uh, to Pete into liking IPAs. He was a traditional yeah. German beer style, right? Belgian. I mean, loved. Yep, Belgian too. Yeah, absolutely. And then we started the show, and then all of a sudden, Pete's like, "Oh, oh shit! There's good New England IPAs out there." Had a couple <laughs> trilliums yesterday. We still mm. can't get him to drink sour beers, though. No, no. It took Stephen the the. Uh, the uh, the ones you gave me, uh, wow, the, what's the one down the the two oh, that you gave me? Bearded Iris. Yes, Bearded Iris. Uh, so my wife, I, I showed her the two. One's eight percent. Yeah, six percent. I gave her the eight percent, knowing it was eight percent, because I just wanted her to kind of like be happy and pass out early, and and she had it. And Pretty weird. Nope, that was totally truth. Again, I I don't speak lies here, and uh, no fake news, and I. I saw it happen. I, I watched the transition. It was almost like entertainment. I was like, look at her go. Look at her. Look at her drink Kirk-y-lees, that 8%. Kirk Lee's looking good. She goes, she turns to me after she drank it. She went on a walk. She comes back. She goes, wow, that, I, that, was, that, was, a, that was a lot. I go, yeah, it, it was 8%. She goes, yeah, it was 8%. That really kicked my ass. I'm like, yeah. Meanwhile, she drinks like Tito's and soda, like water. But, but sure a, does. But an eight sure percent freaking beer, a sour beer, knocked her on her ass. It was. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see. So same thing, uh, Kevin, with you. With those double IPAs. You know, um, I noticed. You know, a little bit of heat in that. Um, in the Simcoe's baby, I I like that. Eight and I, baby. I, 
Oh yeah, and it, and that's going to be next on here, and this is what's going to it, it's, it's going to round out our last forty seven. minutes here. Yeah, Sorry, it's eight, I got it. Eight, seven. Seven. Oh, yeah, daddy ain't sleeping tonight. I'll tell you that right now. I got to finish off this Pilsner quick. And, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where I, I do enjoy the, 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 the high alcohol content. I can't drink, you know, let's say 15 of them, obviously. But, you know, to have one or two in a night really just like caps off the night for me. And then I can either go back to a, a session or a low ABV Pilsner or anything like that or start the night off with some pregame beers. But I, I do like having that on the menu. When I go to a brewery and there's no above 8%, I go, nah, I'm not going to have as good of a night as I thought I was going to have. I'm going to be honest with you. Then it's going to take way more beers and way more money yep. to get to the level where I want to be. So I like at least the option. So if I'm you know, kind of you know, uh, edging, we'll say, or uh, microdosing on my beers, <laughs> both Pete and Steve went, wait, wait, did you say edging? Yes, he did. Um, uh, then I can actually hit that 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 threshold by jumping into the eight percent and yep. eight seven. I mean, yeah. that's real deal. Yep. Yeah, the the, uh, the original door opener was ten percent. Oh, I, I still have it on tap at home. Say what? And it's, you drink one of those and you're good. Yes, yeah. that's like yeah. almost a, you almost have to call that a triple because that's edging yeah. into the realm of super imperial. I just see stop using the word edging. Stand. Okay, all right. Well, that one wasn't now, towards the other one. Now. Uh, one more question, Kev. What is your go-to beer now that is not yours? Uh, That's a great question. Mm. So, have you asked? Wait, wait, have you asked that question every week? Not every week. No, it's a good question. That's a I new like one, that. I think. Yeah. Well, no, so, it's not new. I think I've heard it before, but that's that's a you haven't said it. Asked that one in a while. Yeah. I think we sidetracked ourselves way too many times for you to actually ask that question. I think so. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> okay, so, Kev. What? Uh, ever since the pandemic started, it's pretty much been my Saturday thing to go down a cane and oh. go home with a case. And every time that case has overhead in it, and it's a special weekend when it's canes uh, double dry hop version of their overhead. That one goes yeah. really fast. It's really so, good. You and I were talking a little bit about cane. I I've had some great memories. I went down for a wedding in New Jersey. Um, probably 2017 before we started doing this show. Maybe it was 2018 when we first started. And I said to my wife, you know, if we're going down for this wedding, you know, daddies need to hit some breweries in New Jersey. It was actually my first experience with breweries in New Jersey. I hit Kane uh, on the way down. Um, then the next day, we went. I went to Carton as she was doing her bridesmaid thing with her bridesmaids. Carton was a, a great experience. Tiny little house in the middle of a residential area, you walk in yeah. and you're like, there's a fucking brewery in this house. Um, but Kane was really, really freaking cool. I enjoyed, uh, overhead was, was on tap. I, I had a couple others. There was another double IPA. Um, that was really good. Grab some stuff to go. And I, that was my first experience saying New Jersey has got a scene to be reckoned with. I mean, this is a brewery that racks up there with, you know, what we had going on here between San city and barrier. Those, those really, you know, hazy, juice bomb IPAs that kind of just kicked off here. And now New Jersey's caught on obviously with a, a lot of that. Uh, Icarus is one of my favorites. Been there a few times. We, we spoke about that, but I mean, Kane has, is one of the OGs, right? I mean, that was one of the first ones to kind of really grab national fandom. Yeah. I, I think it was Kane and Carton opened on the same day. in I want to say 2011, I think it was September. Beginning of September, I think. Can you imagine two big hitters, two big nationally distributed? Well, Kane's well, not as nationally distributed. 
the thing like with Cardinals. those guys too is they they paved the way because they took a beating when they first opened. There was a, yeah. a lot of the laws of of change in Jersey because of those guys. Um, I think they had tap rooms. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I remember walking in the carton and the bar had two Randalls on the bar. So not only were they pouring their whatever 12 beers on tap, but they were then pulling through a Randall of random shit. I think one was Sour Patch Kids and the other <laughs> one was like jalapenos and pineapples. And they could just randomly do adjuncts right there. Instant adjuncting right at the bar. I mean, that to me, I was like, what the, what the fuck is that thing sitting there? They're like, yeah, it's a Randall. I'm like, who does Randalls? Oh, Dogfish Head does Randalls. Oh, I know yeah. Dogfish Head. I've been there too. And I realized the whole history of that process and going back to, you know, instantly changing things and, and repressurizing and, and, and basically uh, it started off with just a, another dry hop. And then they said, why are we just putting hops in there? Why don't we just put 40 pound gummy bears in there? Like, why not? What, what, why, what's stopping us? New Jersey to me at that weekend. Uh, I think I also stopped at dark city in Atlanta. Um, is it Atlantic City? It's not Atlantic City. It's uh, I believe it's somewhere just outside of Atlantic yeah, City. Yeah, it's I'm just outside. Say. Maybe it's still considered Atlantic City, but it's right there. And, um, you know those those three breweries to me on that weekend, I was blown away by the by the amount of differentiation between the three, uh, by the styles that they all offered, and by how New Jersey was mirroring, you know, the movement that was going on here on Long Island as well with all the openings and all the, the new places to visit. And I go, this, this is something we have to watch. So then when Pete and I started, you know, one of my definite uh, focuses was to also start to get New Jersey breweries on the show. And we, we've kind of tried to keep true with that along the way. And uh, it, again, Kevin being on the show today, attests to that idea. We, we really just don't only enjoy the New York Long Island hyper local scene we like to branch out. We love to, to talk to everybody and to see, you know, what crazy shit they're doing. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's fun. Um, so Kane, what was it about Kane besides the, uh, the overhead that really caught you? Uh, when you walk in that building, you almost in a way walk through like the history of Kane because you, you, you walk in the front and it just looks like some office building that has a warehouse slapped on the back of it. And you walk in their old tasting room, which is for a brewery that big, it's, it's half the size of mine. And it's like mine, their secondary tasting room now, right? Yeah. I mean, it's basically just like their, it's okay, merch. we have a guy there in case no one else wants to get online. It's yeah. <laughs> the other one. Yeah, and then, and then you walk in and it's like, whoa, it's just the ceilings. I, I don't even know. Well, it's got to be like 100 feet tall. And yep. if you look in the right directions, you can see they have a room that is floor to ceiling barrel aged going up and it hundreds of barrels back there. And then the other side is just a, a massive walking cooler. That's, and all their fermenters are right there. You literally can, yeah. you know, have a, a beer right next to their, what is that? 20, 30 barrel fermenters. There must be. Yeah. It, it's huge. And I think they might even have, they, they have some other tanks over there too. Yeah. So I, I, like I said, I went there. Well, four years ago now or three years ago. So I'm sure they even expanded beyond that because continuing on with the craft beer industry, it's exploded in the last five years or so. So I'm sure they've, you know, upped their game even more so. They're, yeah, I, I know they're at at least 15,000 barrels now. Jesus. But they, uh, they're in 
four different buildings in that little center, I believe. And they're not even like nationally distributing. They're locally distributing, but not they're nationally. Just, or if they are, they, they're like just very northeast. I, I've seen it trickle into local distributors up here, but nothing of like pallets of beer. So they're, they're, they're getting it occasionally. But most people are going there. I, I was at a, a talk where both Augie Carton and, and Michael Kane were there, and, and they both said they're oh, like Augie Carton. I, I think he said he doesn't even plan on growing anymore because his goal from, from the beginning was just to be in every bar in his town and just to make the people in his town happy. And that was it. And uh, Kane, same thing. They just wanted to be in bars. And it was only two or three years ago that you could find their can in your Wegmans. Yeah. I had a local distributor that carried a couple of different carton, uh, carton varieties. Um, but it was the, 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 the beach and boat, uh, boat, boat and Odo. Yeah. Yep. And those yeah. were the ones that they basically, I probably allocated just for distribution, but they've so beyond that, the, uh, the XXO700, whatever it is. It's, uh, 007. 007XX, XX, yeah. So it's, they call it O-Dub. O-Dub, yeah. that's right. And so they that do one, a bunch, they do a bunch of those. Variants really of those. Light style coffee beers. Um, yeah. where they, like the one that had, you had like churros in it. and Oh yeah. I'm crazy good stuff. Around. Crazy good stuff. Um, so, I mean, New Jersey has really exploded with that. Has, <laughs> as you're kind of going through your process over the last few years, have you seen, you know, tremendous opportunity, you know, come your way because of those groundbreaking people? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm even where we are in Edison, I, it's, I've been referring to it as almost a craft beer desert. There's, yeah. there's places opening up, but it's, it's not really a beer destination. I, I, I kind of hope that there's another brewery or two that opens up around the corner here because then, I mean, with us in Cyprus, right around the, I mean, right around the corner. There's Fifteen a minutes away, though. We 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 did yeah, ways it, and road. I said, "Oh, you're right. You got to go like up on the highway and yeah. back in and around because on the other side of the the complex." But you're right. It's yeah. Uh, and I was saying to you, you know, one of my first experiences with the Edison area, we had a um, a a dinosaurs alive at the convention center, and in between <laughs> sessions, my buddy and I were like. Let's find a brewery. And it, we're like, Cypress, five minutes away. Sweet. Run over there. We had them on the show. They called into the show uh, later that week. Um, and we're like, yeah, it's the only one around. Now you have uh, Brainy, Brainy Burrow, Brainy Burrow yeah. Brewing. That's yeah. a little bit north of you guys. That's probably like a half hour away or so. Uh, it's, it's like 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And, and the road that we're on, mm-hmm. if it wasn't a dead end, if they connected that road, it would be a four-minute drive between us and Cyprus. <laughs> you got to get you got to get somebody to work on that, Kev. Yeah, yeah. there's a the little skyway. hole in the fence that we run through to go to each other's breweries. <laughs> you know what? You can get like a zip line, and you guys can trade beers in between. You do a collaboration through the zip line. <laughs> Here's the yeast. Okay, here comes the grain. Grain is coming. Uh, I mean, but that you're right. That you're that area of New Jersey, the the north, the very northeast area is kind of lacking that that um, condensation or, or, or compression of all these breweries that could be there. And the business district that you're in with all the check boxes that it can, you know, satisfy between the water and the parking and all that stuff. Um, great opportunity for people to come in there and yeah. 
I, I think you're right. I would promote more of uh, the business of, of breweries moving in there to make it a destination. We'd love that idea to go in and hit up four or five breweries yep. in a day, almost within walking distance, if not four or five minute driving distance in an industrial area where there's nobody. There's no, yep. On the weekend, there's nobody there. We, walked, we drove through and went, wow, this, there's like literally no cars, no trucks, yeah. no nothing. It's empty, so it's nice. And no one and getting hit by a semi truck while right, they right, stumble exactly. out of a Nobody bar. getting hit by the semi. Oh, uh, Long Beach. We took That's the odd. opposite end of the spectrum tonight, didn't we? What? How silly. <laughs> and the uh, the state not allowing us to have uh, food. I mean, we have some light prepackaged snacks, but um, they call them Cuomo snacks. Yeah, Cuomo, <laughs> Cuomo chips. Cuomo, snacks. Cuomo chips. Excuse yeah. me. But that's so, interesting. Jersey. So New Jersey doesn't allow it, doesn't want it. You, yeah, I mean, if, if you uh, if you want to make food, you you have to be a brew pub, and then you're limited to ten thousand barrels. But in Edison, there's so many food options that that they'll deliver to you pretty quickly, and right. and you don't have that rule where down. if someone sits down to the bar, they've got to order food right now. That's not no, nope. no. We we didn't order food. The yeah. food truck pulled up while we were there. Yeah. Look like yeah. delicious empanadas. Which was, was your, really your dinner? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had uh, empanadas and a mm. Cuban sandwich. It was really good. Nice. Love yeah. a good Cuban. That does sound good. Now, now, Kev, also your 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 girlfriend is involved. Mm-hmm. Your, I know you were saying you have a couple of silent partners and your dad. Yeah, my uh, my my dad was kind of the one who was like, "This is better than." a lot of craft beer places we go to and kind of pushed me to do it. And then uh, he's like the, I guess you would call him the, the major partner with me and uh, spent well, over a year building the place out. It, we had four walls and an outlet that kind of worked. It, <laughs> it was when we were running the table saw for more than five seconds, it was turn it off real quick because it's going to blow the power to the whole building. And now, now we have a new, a whole new telephone pole outside, but uh, a lot of nights and weekends, just me and him at the brewery. And but um, what a bonding experience! Yeah, I wish my dad was into craft beer. We yeah. could bond over a radio show. And uh, since the brewery opened, he he was a uh, you know just uh, pretty much a steam order a stout. Hmm. And now he's drinking. Now he's drink, he drinks the door opener almost every time he walks out. Get out of here! There oh. you go. Turn into a double IPA fan overnight. Yeah, the craft beer stuff. nerd. Yeah. So you guys, you I, you know, you mentioned it before earlier in the night. Um, you had a uh, a gravity based homebrew system. Uh, mm-hmm. what was the what was the because we saw the the uh, the rig that you had kind of built up. Mm-hmm. H- how was? Are oh, you on to it? All right, I got to get into it. Oh boy, oh, hold on. It's only nine. Yeah, it's, it's only nine thirty. It's going to get bad. That's okay. We got an extra 15 minutes on the show. Um, how does uh, how does that work? Did you guys research that? Was it something that was purchased? And then what, what were the first few beers that you guys brewed on that system? Um, I, so at, at the time, it, it was I, – I was brewing beer just because of the fact that I, I wanted craft beer, but I, I couldn't afford it. I, you know, so, uh, I, I figured out you can make it for a lot cheaper, but just a little extra money up front. Boom. Pills are gone. Moving on. Pills is really good. I yeah, it was it. good. I could drink yeah. a few more of those and, and not be, uh, 
as as Paul would say, butthurt. I would not be butthurt. You never heard Paul Comsec say butthurt like yes. five times? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I like it, but I wouldn't be butthurt over this, and I could drink it all night. So very delicious. Sorry, Kev. Good. But uh, yeah, it was, it was gra- gravity fed just because of um, I didn't want to buy a pump at the time. <laughs> uh, Blickman didn't have their cheap little fifty dollar pump. Uh, or it's I it's made by Blickman, but I think it's technically an anvil pump, and it's yeah, plastic. I think it is anvil. Yeah, and I after uh, spilling enough hundred and eighty degree water on myself trying to lift that <laughs> eagle cooler over my head, yeah, I, I got the pump. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, I guarantee there is a great amount of homebrewers out there that have gone through the same exact thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. After a while, you're just like, okay, uh, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, you can only beat yourself in this submission for so long. Yeah. There's only so much skin you can lose on your arms before Literally. you realize the, the, yeah. the, the errors of your ways. Yeah. Well, you were saying when you, when you use your, your new system, uh, you actually burnt yourself like right off the bat. And... Yeah, I'm very happy you enjoyed the Pilsner because I gave myself third-degree burns while yeah, wearing that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have a nice scar on my arm from it still. And isn't that why most brewers have tattoos, right? Just a tattoo over the scarring <laughs> that happens from the burns. and oh, from the burns and the everything else that you get on your caustics and whatever yeah. else. <laughs> and the, the, that same day, I pretty much just about flooded the entire brewery <laughs> with everything that I spilled. And it, but, you know... Last two beers, barely drop hits the floor. So it, it every time it feels a little bit better. There you go, and and that's what, and that's what's going to be. You know, the the longer you do this, and you're going to get into such a groove of how to do it, when to do it. Uh, you know, and and it's all and it all becomes efficiency. I was going to say scheduling has got to be a big part, Kev. So what what's what goes into the scheduling of the the beers? I know you like you said we said. The cinnamon roll is in there. The double IPA is in there. I mean, conscious effort on on order in which you do things. What would be the next thing up, and then why? Because of the scheduling or, and the timing. Um, so, um, I I believe I told you guys that I, my my goal pre pandemic was I want to have uh, twelve beers on tap opening day. We have a I, I wanted to do a new beer come out every single week of the year, but it's awesome. Um, but at the same time, now I'm like, okay, now it's about just uh, focusing on what we have and just kind of repeating some of it and just making it the best that it can be. So then the next is going to be the Pilsner, then the, uh, probably the door opener and Simcoe's baby again, followed by Dunkle Bison. There you and, go. Yeah. And, and is that because you're getting, uh, you know, responses or people coming back in with feedback saying these are the, the beers that you should keep going with? A little bit of that, but also um, like for the purest pills, it's we, we now have a group of guys who are coming in on Friday night. That's all they drink. Right. I, and one or two of them will, will venture out into different things, but it's like, I don't want to disappoint them. So... <laughs> Well, again, you were saying you you want twelve beers on tap, mm-hmm. so yeah, maybe that beer, that pills, that stays on forever. Yep. That's like just that's you a good keep, problem. You just got to keep brewing it mm-hmm. uh, again and again, just to have on uh, the idea of uh, that you originally had of trying to bring a new beer in all the time. I mean, you're relatively new, 
so people are still finding out about you guys and and coming in uh, even though you have a bunch of returnees uh, i know i found once we were a little established if our our menu didn't change uh every so many weeks we saw a drop off in the tasting room because mm. And again, you're, you're, you're relatively new, but once you have something, oh, I've already had that, oh, I've already had that. Once you put one new thing on, it's like, oh my God, yes, all right, something new. Yeah. And they'll still buy the old stuff. They'll still mm-hmm. be like, oh shit, yeah, I'll have that because I remember that was great and that was great. The new stuff is what brings this. them back. Yep, new stuff yep. brings them back. Old stuff, will they'll, they'll, they'll buy that yeah. because they're there to get the new stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, you probably are right. Couple of, or two or three beers, keep brewing the same ones and having them on the on the list because those are the ones that are bringing people back right now. Yeah, yeah, especially during the times that we're in, it's you know, when I like like I was saying earlier, I I, I don't even want to think about next week, oh, where yeah. we might be at. Yeah. But it's if I get people loving the Pilsner, loving the Dunkin' Vice, and loving Simcoe's Baby. Uh, there are going to be people who are ordering online for me when I, I can't have anybody at the brewery at all. Right. So it's I got I got to commit myself to making that as best as I possibly can, sure. Sure. just for them. And speaking of Simcoe's baby, uh, let's bring us uh, to oh, first exactly all, what goes into we, that. Go ahead. Well, I, I'd rather ask first. I don't even know. We went to. I meant to ask you where the hell did the name come from, Simcoe's baby? Uh, so I try to get the name from the easiest source. Um, so door opener was my girlfriend's father took one sip and said, that's a door opener. And, Cause he loved it. And he, so Simcoe's baby is, um, the beer is a little bit of Simcoe with a lot of mosaic. Mosaic is the daughter of Simcoe. So yes, it's okay. Simcoe's baby. Go. I like it. I feel I like so it. much better. Cause I asked that question before we came on air. Did I you? thought it was like I a rose. Know? Yeah. I, I thought it was like, like a rosemary baby. baby. That's yeah. That's what I asked. There you go. Now, what what went into this? Is this like a uh, a standard IPA base with just over hopping, or what are we what are we doing with a, it a lot of the, the forward. Yeah, it, it is. Um, but with a great nose, if oh, I yeah. remember correctly, it's actually uh, both Simcoe's baby and door opener have the same malt bill. Hmm. Okay. And so what's, what's the, obviously you're just going Simcoe heavy, right? Is there anything else involved in that? Any other hops or anything else? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's light on the Simcoe and heavy on the mosaic. Oh, yeah. okay. So it is sexy half time. What, what yeah, is sexy it? half time. Yes, I like. That ask. What is the, uh, the grain bill <laughs> on something like this? Um, it is mostly two-row with uh, flaked oats and a little bit of milk. Ah, there you go. Flaked. And I saw you guys while we were there. I was... Checking out your your grain, uh, your little yeah, grain area, and, and, and you using a bunch of breeze, which, yep. um, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that because uh, they've been around a long time and they make some really great malt. It's, it's, I got to tell you, it's almost an art to watch Steve walk around a brewery. You, you, we have to go as a group. Uh, I know we've, we've been to a couple of breweries together, but to watch him in the back kind of just, you know, do his paces walk around and be like, mm. <laughs> yeah, especially when he picks up on hearing that, um, our, our crowlers are purged at CO2. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, uh, oh yeah. he was <laughs> so happy to see that because I've been to breweries 
they don't do it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I've got to drink that as soon as I get in the car because uh, <laughs> otherwise, be, game over. And it tastes like shit in another, you know, day. Um, yeah, as soon as, as soon as I, so I, I just heard it, and I was like, oh my god, the purging of crowds, that's awesome. I, I can't. That's I'm so happy. His ears perked up like a meerkat. It was crazy. You could hear it. <laughs> you could just see it. I was waiting for it for quite some time, and I went, oh, look at this guy. Uh, but it, it, it's what should happen, right? I mean, the, 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 biggest, the biggest detriment to your beer is definitely oxidation. Hey, and you want to eliminate hey. all of the oxygen. Well, we don't know that's beer. exactly what would happen, but we know that's what happened. No, we know that's right. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, that, that's... Can, are, I mean, I've had a few beers now. Can we call yeah. them out? No, 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 no. God we'll wait another it. week. I'm going to send one more email, and then we... We're not going to ruin Kevin's night because we don't want to uh, turn turn Kevin's night into a, a bash fest. But we'll turn our local friends just, at we, Blind Bat we, into a bash fest. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. What can were we going to say? I don't. Never mind. I just no, no, no. You're going to get into it. You don't want to get into it. Don't do it. It's can, we, can the subject line be stop ghosting us? Yeah. Next email, for fuck's sake. And we'll just get a picture like of it. Spider-Man ghosting Nick Fury, right? That's yeah. what we have to do. Yeah. Mm. See, a little Marvel humor for you. Uh, people on Instagram are checking in, so I want to say what's up to uh, one uh, imperator. One, thanks for joining. I don't know in. what that is. Uh, Basement Brewers Soft uh, Soft XS. I don't know what that is, but a bunch of people are checking in on Instagram, saying what's up and, and giving us little waves. So thanks a lot for everyone checking in. And uh, oh, uh, Old Dominion Beer Hunter One is checking in, saying what's up. Thanks a lot. Old Dominion. Appreciate your time for coming in. And uh, we have Kevin from uh, South 40 in Edison, New Jersey on the show. So thanks everyone for hanging out with us. Um, Kev, we have had uh, an experience, uh, uh, experiences over the course of three years uh, of doing this show and, and hanging out and doing some fun stuff. Give the audience uh, some sort of idea of what would separate the experience of South 40 from other breweries in New Jersey or even in the New York, uh, New York, or let's say metropolitan area. It's a great, great term. Uh, metropolitan. So I guess, so, uh, just when you I, walk I, into the brewery, it, you should feel immediately, you should just immediately feel the warmth of the place. It, it very, it's just meant to be very like, you just relax when you walk in. It's just supposed to be a place to come in. That's why we have the big leather couches. Uh, um, you never got to sit on that thing either. Oh, I good. didn't. I didn't sit on the no, bitch. You told us to sit on the big leather yeah. couch and we never got the chance. All right. So I'm going to take is it to the next level. Couch? Yeah. I was uh, just about to take it, it to is. the next level. We think it is, but. Uh, Kevin, uh, allegedly, would there be any hanky panky that's ever gone on on either couch, either known or unknown or alleged? <laughs> Nothing known. All right. No. Ah, there you go. Good, good answer. Smart answer. But I mean, they, they are. They're big leather couches. Where, how'd you obtain those? I forget what you said. They were from a local uh, place? From a business around the corner that was coming out of business. And we were able to get a hold of them. There you go. Did cool. you blacklight them before you brought them in? No. <laughs> no, but we, uh, one of the things that I, I guess now is something that we never thought of is. We sanitize them like crazy. I was going to say, ISO all day. Just <laughs> squirt yeah. them all. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
we sanitized that one in the brewing area in the tap room so much that uh, a little bit of the leather is starting to crack. So we have to recondition it already <laughs> after two weeks. Yeah. You know what though? You did the right thing, regardless of how much it degraded the leather. You gotta get it clean. Oh, you're thinking, you're just thinking of your business, which is the best thing to do. You got to think of what, what the state wants you to do. And you're, uh, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it so good. It's going to ruin my furniture. Yep. Um, the, uh, it's, it's scary times that, you know, what businesses have to go, especially being a brand new, um, you know, brewery opening up just a few weeks, uh, people coming in, everything you have to now. Um, wow. I'm sorry. I Simcoe's baby. What, I like Simcoe. Yeah, I know yeah. it's this mosaic there and everything, but God damn, that's a, it's a fucking tasty goddamn beer. I think it was actually uh cryo Simcoe, so it's a little more oh, hungry. Ah. Nice. Yeah. Someone's getting it, a little it, scientific. It's probably on a us. little more expensive, but you get you, the bang yeah. for your buck. Yeah. You definitely get the bang for your buck on that one. And you, you actually reap more of, of your liquid mm-hmm. uh, because you don't have these pellets just soaking up product that you now you have because of this cryo what what stuff. state guys what state is the cryo in i know it's like freeze-dried in a way but yep. is it solid is it solid pellet form is it a brick what it was it come in it's pellets and it's i believe it's trimmed up a little nicer mm-hmm. so that way um you can use more of it without having to worry about getting that uh exhaust or the spit out a little more flavor gotcha. going on. i mean you you extracted a shit ton of flavor on this one this is fantastic yeah of course it's actually better than i remember from the other day (laughs) i'm gonna be honest you know what it was because we were trying to drink everything yes and 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 you're right we were we were just trying to drink everything we could get our hands on (laughs) and get home in time so we don't get beaten well Uh, i get beaten you won't get beaten no no you went home to a nice calm house with no one up your ass and nope. no one questioning where you've been and no one giving you any answers. And I got in and got a guilt trip as I usually do. And I'm waiting for it. I'm ready for it. Every That's time. why I skipped it this week. <laughs> I understand, but as I'm willing, thought, as, I'm, we yeah, as we know, uh, w- but I'm willing to take the, the bumps and bruises because you know, 10 minutes later um, we're back to normal. So I'll, I'll take the 10 minutes for the few hours that I get to get out of the house sometimes. Now, and now uh, that she hears this, more than likely, she'll be like, fuck, I got to really stay on this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> to hold this bitch down. Yeah. <laughs> the man, I got to be the man in the house. Hold a son of a uh, bitch. Now, Kev, uh, you know, we, we obviously showed up. We were, you, you know, you, you knew we were coming and we were kind of like special guests and stuff. Uh, I, did wow. see, I, I did see you know, you guys check in IDs and stuff like that, but is there anything else that the state is looking for? Uh, I know certain states want an email address from people that are showing up. And just in case someone in the facility gets either in contact with someone with COVID or uh, something that you guys were doing also. Yeah, we we have a, uh, we have a, like a Excel doc going Hmm. where they, they wanted us to actually have it handwritten from the our town's health department they want everybody handwriting their names and emails but we we just type it in ourselves so th- you know it causes a little bit of a weight at the register but it's hey the safer truth yep. be told we went uh on the way home we stopped at flagship on staten island i haven't been there in a few years yeah and we that walked in bastard. and 
Yeah, there's one guy working this entire place. He's behind the bar. There's got to be like 10 tables inside, five tables outside. Um, and we, Steve and I were waiting probably like 15 minutes. And then we both turned to each other and we're like, yeah, we're going to get beer to go. We're not staying here. <laughs> and we ended up getting beer to go. But we saw people at New York City is requiring people to put their name, phone number, and email address um, for anyone that's seated at the brewery. So that's got to be like some sort of data entry level position on top of everything, right? At the end of the night, you got to upload all this stuff into a database more than likely. How is that working out for you? I mean, obviously, can you, can you get the electronic um, uh, POS system to kind of trace people in that regard? Has, has Square entered some sort of level where you can trace people by their credit card information? Well, um, actually, I do believe there is a way um, with Square, but we just, we just use like a Google Doc sheet okay. and just keep it rolling with, and add the data. And, yeah. Is that someone that you have to enter that manually at the end of the day, or do you have them just enter it on an iPad? Like, mm-hmm. how's that working right now? We, we ask everybody as they walk up. Oh, good. All right, good. Yeah, I don't think we ask you guys. Okay, so you can say uh, uh, Wirt, uh, Govs, uh, no, Wirt Govs Mike at gmail.com. <laughs> if, in fact, this 6% turns out and Steve and I contracted uh, HF, I'm sorry, AI, COVID. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, hey, hey, hey I'm hey. sorry. Well, things might have happened on the loading dock. You know, we're not going to. It's always the loading dock. Confirm nor deny. What happens on the loading dock stays at the loading dock. Wait, what? What, Pete? Yep. (laughs) But no, that's, I mean, that's the thing. You want to make sure that as a business, you're complying with obviously state rules and regulations. And it's got to be just another thing to worry about, especially opening during this time. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, it's, it's just one of those like, God, if I get it. (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah. I need to clean this place because if, if I get it, we go down. Well, but, we always, uh, Pete said it uh, two weeks ago, you know, one of the safest places probably is a brewery because yeah. everything has got everything to be Everything has sanitized. to be sanitized on a, re- on a regular day. And, right. and that's why I, like, uh, um, like my girlfriend and uh, my brother who work behind the bar with me, they, um, on days when I'm brewing, they, they keep telling me to relax because in my head, I'm like, people can smell what I'm doing. You <laughs> shouldn't smell what's going on at a brewery ever. But it's because it's we the, have a, a, a drain that goes underneath the brewing area and there's a little little drain inside the tap room Yeah, that you, you smell it. You smell a... I like that smell, though. That smell of like the malty wheat being burned off or whatever that 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 signature smell of a brewery is. I wish I could make that into a candle and light it down here all day long. I would love that. It's a great smell. Uh, Pete, Trogues. Yes. Walking up to Trogues that one time I went, um, that's the smell that overwhelmed the area. Uh, Dogfish Head, that's the smell that overwhelms the area. If you're at uh, Treehouse and they're brewing at the time, that's the smell that overwhelms the area. What is that signature smell? Yeah, that's just work. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sweet. Sweet work. Uh, hey, wait, wait. So let's let's throw down a business model here, okay? The the show is called The Work with Mike, Pete, and Steve, right? And what if we were to try to find a way to develop that smell <laughs> and sell it as a candle 
people would lose their minds because it reminds I, them as as the first time they walked into a brewery. I guarantee there is a way to do that because all it is, it's just sugars being uh, uh, along with, I mean, if you taste different malt, um, there is flavors to it, it, but it's that conversion when it goes over to carbohydrates from that simple sugar. Um, that's all that, even before you put hops in, mm. you just, that sweet caramelized malt. Yes, it, that's it, what it is. Um, we used to, when we, when we had the brewery open, we used to have people actually call the brewery and be like, what are you brewing today? We could smell it like down the <laughs> block. It was awesome. Uh, that I was to, the employees of White Castle, it wasn't. Right? Yes, it was, because <laughs> the smell of White Castle would come by us, and we were like, oh, what are you guys making today? Going to return the favor. Burgers. Here it is. Here's the smell of sweet work coming your way, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and actually, that should be the name of the candle, sweet work. Yes. I'm I telling White you, Castle we- so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have one close enough there, Peter. It's in Farmingdale. I know, but you you really don't have a straight shot to it. That's the goodness gracious. (laughs) That's the way that it tastes and smells and feels the next day. That's right. Uh, Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Goodness Uh, gracious. My butthole. Yeah, (laughs) Kev, we're gonna uh, run out of time in a few minutes. Um, I want to kind of wrap up with you here and and give you some some uh, give everybody some great information about the brewery. Um, so we know we have the cinnamon bun coming out. We know we have the new New England IPA. What's the? Do you know the name of what's going to come out for that IPA? I honestly haven't come up with it yet. But oh. it, it's going to be um, pineapple it's express. Be cold. No, no, it's, it's been. Be cold. I think it's been done already. Yeah, it's going to be called has. Mike, Pete, and Steve. The war. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't do that. As as good as, as delicious. Would, yeah. Uh, we, we are actually pretty good at names, uh, here at the word where we can pretty much do a good, uh, brainstorming session, but we're running out of time for that. So, uh, whatever it is, just ask for it by name, the pineapple IPA, uh, deliciousness, and it should be ready in about two weeks. We say, or a week from Friday. Yeah. Yeah. A week from Friday. Yeah. Bowls revenge. Balls revenge. No, doles. Like doles. Oh, yeah. Doles revenge. All right. Brainstorming session on. So doles revenge. Uh, What else could be pineapple related? Um, No, I just want it to be called Ammo Want That. Ooh. Because it was an Ammo Depot in uh, Ammo Want That. Or you have a pineapple in the shape of a mortar. Yep, see? Right, and you say like... Uh, and what is a hand grenade Tropical called? artillery Pineapple. or something Pineapple. like that. Pineapple kind of, grenade. Oh, well, that's been done. That's okay. been done. It's been done both by both a brewery and a band. Mm. Mm. Which is, and it's an awesome artwork too. You got to see this artwork. It's like a tattoo of a guy holding a pineapple, but it's in a grenade form. It's really freaking cool. Just call it um, number four. <laughs> four is the magic number. <laughs> Yep. Number four. There you go. Well, number four would be good. That 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 kind of sums up the uh, the space and the history of of what it was. But yeah, I, I would say something along those lines of of calling tribute. I'm happy to... with Dole's Revenge. I, yeah. I, I stand okay, by well, that. Yeah, I lo- I actually really like that one. To be honest, it might. Let, let me. It let might me be along right those now. lines. Well, can and, you can you rip off the label 
just enough not to get sued. That's the key. <laughs> that seems yeah. to be the uh, the thing to do in the beer industry these days. It sure is. Oh, we 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 know a local brewery that does that a whole lot. Oh, bunch. Damn and they get away with it every skippy. single time. Damn skippy. <laughs> they skip it around the legal system. Oh yeah. But yeah, not a bad idea. See, this is what we bring to the table sometimes. Uh, Kev, <laughs> give us uh the the big wrap up here. Give us the the the, the contact. The information people need to get in touch with you, um, obviously, that's the contact. Uh, also, the location, how to get there, hours of operation, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, social media uh, elements, and uh, what we can expect from the brewery in the next few weeks. Uh, so it's uh, just Shaft 40 Brewing Co., Facebook, Instagram. We're on Google. We're on Apple Maps. Um our our um, URL is southfortybrewingco.com. It forty four zero. Um, our hours are we open twelve o'clock every single day. We close at eight Monday through Thursday. Uh, we stay up until nine on Friday and Saturday, and five o'clock on Sundays. And unless there's a Giants game on, then we might stay open a little later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that the big thing in New Jersey? Uh, they're all Giants fans. Uh, I'm just a Giants fan, so that's all right, fair enough. So am I. So am I. They hung on. We should have talked more about this back at the brewery. Uh, I'm a huge Giants fan, and big win on Sunday. Big win. Needed that. Needed to get the the right to ship, and get this uh, train back on track, because I think we could make a nice little run here with some of these young uh, young guns that we have on the offensive line, and some of our just leave Golden Tate. At home, just leave them home. We don't need them. <laughs> Everyone's doing fine without them. We're fine without them. Sorry, so in, not to interrupt, but to interrupt. Good. But um, yeah, and then what to expect from the brewery? I guess it's just us working on, but coming out with new things, expanding the menu, but keeping thing, keeping the couple items and just core. them getting better and more consistent every time some of the, the new core yeah. that you have which yeah. is new core because it's yeah so new. new yeah and i i actually everything that you mentioned the pills the uh um the dark weed the dunkle vice the simcoe and i mean but before anything else those are my top three right away so if that's what okay. you're bringing back highly recommend those beers to anyone that's traveling down there and visiting South 40. Thank you. Uh, this is the word with Mike, Pete, and Steve. GovsRadio.com. Kev, man, thanks a lot for uh, spending time with us today. Yeah, man. Thank a you lot very of fun, and thanks me. for uh, hosting us this past weekend. Uh, we had a great time, and Steve and I love getting out of the house uh, when we can. Yes. Thank you. Really, I'm happy really you guys like the beer, too. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm, well, uh, I'm going to spend the next hour drinking this, by the way. I know I was but, a little slow tonight. I had a rough few days. Uh, this is what I'm going to end up falling asleep to. I got two hours before I really have to go to bed. But, yeah, Kevin and I, uh, we spoke a little bit, and I, I gave you my professional opinion. And and um, I, I I tell Mike and Peter all the time, a brand-new brewery, you got to give them, like, eight months, if not more sometimes, to get this shit together. You, you kind of, like, a little bit in early in the curve, bro. You, there were quite a few beers that you know when we sat down and drank them. I'm like, "Yeah, you, you, you just really you don't need to you don't need to fix these because these are really like." The, and pills was one, 
Simcoe was another. Um, the Dunkelweiss was very good. That Dunkel- would have been my third, yep. The Dunkelweissen is, I would say, the one I'm most proud of on the menu yeah. right now because yeah, it, it just yeah. came out the way I wanted it to be. It was, it was uh, that that Coach PA, uh, <laughs> I really dug. Even uh, the Blondale, um, mm-hmm. that was well done also. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, man, you, you, you got a good start, which is what you want as a brewery. You know? so, yeah. Some breweries come out of the gate and they have a shit ton of money and they have all the big fancy equipment and, 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 you know, uh, brewers that are, are, uh, you know, trained and, and, and you're coming out with your, your own thing and, and you're doing a good job. So, uh, thank you. Great job, man. I, 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 I love when, somebody comes out and, and they have their own plan and uh, they, they're doing something right because we've, we've seen as the wart, we've seen some real bad tries. Um, swing and uh, a miss. Swing and a miss. But uh, yeah, we, we were actually happy uh, when uh, we tried some of your, your beers that you, you're on the right path. Um, and uh, we hope you have great success because again, man, you want, you want an area that people could show up and make it a destination because th- that that's a great thing. So okay. see some, find some other brewers, get some shit open over there, bro. Yeah. Oh, Second yeah. locations. Yeah, but, th- but thank you. That, that means a lot to me. Oh yeah. That. Thank yeah, you. Bro. Keep up the good work, man. I know it's just going to get even better. So, yep. Thank you. Uh, we're Mike, Pete and Steve, Steve, uh, last words before we get out of here. Uh, nothing prepared beer. tonight, huh? Yeah. Mm. You know what? Drink beer because it's delicious. It is. Pete, what do you got? Don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered. There it is. Especially if it's Alice Trebek. That's <laughs> Alice Trebek. We, we do miss him already. Yeah, we do miss the Trebek. Ugh. Shit down. Goddamn. 20, 2020 sucks a dick. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, wait. Really quick. So the earthquake that happened in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, right? So I had a, a friend up in that area that was at a lacrosse tournament. The, the earthquake happened, and about 10 minutes later, Wait for this. Thousands of tiny spiders hatched and rained from the trees in webs that you could visibly see and rained on all the people at the game. Nope. Oh, my God. Nope. nope. Where was this? Nope. In Rhode Island. Uh, they were in Massachusetts. Uh, Connecticut. Uh, Northeast Connecticut. I'm never going to Yes. Dude, crazy times. Listen, everybody (laughs) stay safe out there. This will work with Mike, Pete, and Steve. GovsRadio.com. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. We will be uh, in podcast form tomorrow on the Hopped Up Network, on iTunes and on Spotify. And we will see you next uh, two weeks from now with Blind Bat. Thanks a lot, guys. Holla, holla. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Please hang up and try again. Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough. <laughs>